On this week's episode of Another Digital Citizen, Fro, Luke and I will be talking about the news of the week, Brexit, the template, Independence Day resurgence, Braindead episode three, plus it's me versus Luke in the final of Stump Fro. This is another digital citizen. This is a podcast meant to encourage logic through stupidity and chaos. A podcast meant to incite discussion between friends, enemies, countries, and religions. This is a podcast for us. For the digital world. Welcome citizen. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another week, another digital citizen. It's almost like I do the same intro every week. Let's say hi to Luke, that's Tilly this week. Hello, Tilly. Or, hey, Fro. Yeah, because you you changed your name. Yeah. I've Just for this I'm episode, it, and it's r- going to be really confusing. <laughs> because every yeah, time I, t- I say Tilly, there's nobody named Tilly, because guess what? Luke has changed his name into Steve, so there's no <laughs> Tilly on this show. It's only Luke and Steve. And Fro, you're here too. Well, <laughs> I, I don't count. I'm just... The man that does the intro and like fits the glue together. I'm I'm fro because I'm fro. I don't have I have I have no energy to change my name. I, I don't have any clever names. That's the um, that's the problem with my name. So how I are you call doing? Mine clever. Ah, uh, good. Yeah. Not you. You your name is Steve. Oh. Right. My name's Steve. <laughs> All right. Wow. Screwed that up. <laughs> I'm doing very confused. <laughs> okay, I I'm I'm making a ruling on this on the uh, live on the show. Your name is your name. Oh okay. 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 Yeah, this would have gotten really confusing once we got into the to the review part of, at the end where we have a character named Luke. Also, that would have yeah. gone way out of hand. <laughs> How many Luke's and Steves are there? Yeah, so how are you, Tilly? I'm all right, thank you, Fro. I'm a bit disappointed with my country, all the reactions to things going on, but generally okay. I I was going to say, so you lost some friends this week. (laughs) Oh, definitely. From Uh, both sides. Why do people have to be jerks about something like this? I don't... Exactly. I really don't get it. No, it's it's despicable. Like the 
the things that have been coming out of I was going to say out of people's mouths, but I suppose it's through their fingers on their phones and whatever. Right. But you know, it's gone from all right, yeah, there was loads of propaganda going on, and both sides were fighting either way because you know all the politicians were saying this, people would share it, and you know all the rest of it. And now it's just turned into a whole lot of people, either all the racists that you know there's always racist dickheads in every country they've jumped on the back of it like they have on every other thing that's ever had anything to do with england or britain and decided that it's now a huge thing that we're going to send all the immigrants back and that we voted as a country we don't want them and lots of other feeble-minded nonsense and the ones that wanted to remain have started attacking all of the leave voters saying that we're all stupid uneducated racist morons and yeah what uh, the hell like they they uh, are they you know the racist morons are coming to the forefront now but we can now get rid of them doesn't mean that everybody that voted that way is <sighs> like that a lot of people just want a change because they've they've not been happy everybody's worried about their lives being ruined now and the, but sad, for the people that their lives are already crap it's right. not really going to get much crapper the sad thing so is that you don't really have to look uh, far away. Just look on our Facebook page. Right. Mm. Especially this week. Like every, yeah, I've been avoiding a lot of things. Moral, if they don't agree with me, discussions are mm-hmm. fucking lunacy. Yeah. Uh, and I love, I love the comments... Uh, like saying that me and Luke are the only two people in the world that uh, like this and we shouldn't be listened to because we're not from the UK. Uh, I love that kind of argument. <laughs> yeah, because everybody in the UK really knew their stuff. Yeah. <laughs> it, yeah. As I say, it's, it's brought out a lot of idiocy and a lot of people's sort of true colours. Yeah, I'm not going all names, but fuck no. you guys. Well, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was. I mean, people are passionate about this thing, and they have their opinion. And like, it was a split vote. It was I, I forty-eight to that. forty-eight to fifty-two or whatever. But let so let's it, say let's there is a lot of people that were on that side. So okay. we can't like say they're horrible people because whatever. No. Really, when it comes down to it, like we said last week, this isn't really that big a deal. They're making a huge deal out of this, and in, in the end, right, right about now. It's starting to be where people are forgetting about it, and in a week's time, nobody's going to remember this, and it's going to be like nothing happened. But so. let's play a game, Luke. Let's say it's the percentages were the other way. Would we go and attack people on Facebook that didn't vote, especially like us? Well, no, because it wouldn't be this huge thing. Like that was yeah. the thing about this whole thing is everybody was going. Uh, berserk basically because nobody thought it was going to go through yeah. um, which then I found it funny because we had uh, Donald Trump showing up there basically right after it happened <laughs> doing his little speech about his golf oh, course he, had, he did a speech about a golf course he didn't do a speech about the Brexit vote at all yeah because considering there, it was a conference called for his opinion on the Brexit vote as it you know just about to happen well he was there so let's consider this nobody thought it was going to happen he was there. He wasn't there for the Brexit vote because nobody thought it was going to happen. Yeah. Therefore, <laughs> all the people who were going, oh, well, look at Donald Trump. He showed up there to support the Brexit vote. And then we have, at least in America, all these people 
basically saying this is uh, just like how Donald Trump can't campaign wants to keep out Hispanics and Mexicans, uh, which is a ridiculous correlation to begin with. But yeah, that is totally unfounded because he was there. He had he was already going to be there, whether it was going to pass or not. So he did get cut off TV over here, though, um, in that speech because he was directly asked about the Brexit and to comment on what he oh, yeah, thought right, the second, as a politician. And he got cut speech. off on telly. You're talking about where he took the interview questions. Yeah. Because yeah. the speech well, had nothing to do with Brexit. Having, no, no. It right. was just advertising what he was there to do, which is what he was there to do, to be fair. Right. But it was when he was, he was taking questions and they got him live on ITV News and they pulled him, they cut him off and said, well, as he's uh, too busy talking about his hotel, we're going to talk about politics well they do that in america too because i watched it live at the time because i just happened to be awake at five in the morning um Mm -hmm. but uh he you know he uh at least in america like a few days later it was all like oh look how much donald trump supports this it's terrible because donald trump supports this uh he wasn't there to support it (laughs) so i don't know what any of these people are talking about he was just happened to be there at the exact same time that just it was uh, a coincidence yeah, exactly. And that, and then they all come out. And last night I see somebody comparing, what is his name, Nigel Farage. They're saying this guy, <laughs> this guy and his whole campaign is just they're Donald Trump. It's Donald Trump Jr. in Britain. Yeah. And I'm sitting there going, how is this? this look at how big the UK is. Yeah. And it's surrounded by other smaller countries. And then look at um, the US and we have one gigantic Mexico blow us. Those two things are not the same. <laughs> uh, no. Well, I, I just I, hear, 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 hear this. I just, I'm fed up with being called, be called stupid, ignorant, and racist. I'm, 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 I'm sorry. I'm not, I've read up t- um, the material on this. I am against the EU. Of course I want Britain to go out. out. Exactly. I'm yeah. against the organization. I'm and against the whole thing. Of course I, I want uh, UK to be gone off it. It's, it would uh, have been for any country. We, if it was France, right. it would have been, congratulations. Yes. Right. It wouldn't have had, like we said last week again, none of this for us had to do anything with immigration. And what? we should point it out, we don't agree with anything Donald Trump believes. We don't no. believe anything Nigel Farage believes. No. But we don't like the EU. So no. there you go. <laughs> and that, 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 like, I'm so extremely happy that uh, UK voted no, because, uh, like leave, because now it looks like maybe Spain is going to leave. I'm extremely yep. happy about that. There's uh, a few countries that have said that they're oh. sort of putting out there the idea of the referendum on it. I am extremely happy to see that because I want the EU to collapse. I'm against the EU in the first place. I'm I'm one of the only people I know, other than me and my father and people that agree with me, that didn't think the EU should win the, the peace prize. It was uh, uh, atrocious to me that the EU won the peace prize. Oh. Oh, yeah, it's not. We've not exactly been at peace since it started, have we? No. <laughs> it's a peace organization, Della. No. 
It's a yes. It's a business organization. It is a business organization. Mr. Big Business. Speaking of business, the whole thing in the first day of uh, the people online going, oh, look at how much the pound has gone down. It's ruined us. We're going to be ruined forever. It's it's going back up, everybody. (laughs) Not a big deal. I kept thinking that. Are you going on holiday tomorrow? Have you got to go and change all of your money that you've got in the world right now into euros? No? Shut up then. Just like, how many millions have you got in the bank to be worrying about this? Shut your face. All right. I saw something like there were hundreds of billions of dollars lost by the 1%. Uh, in the world, like the people who own the one percent of the wealth, millions, uh, billions of dollars were lost by those people in in that one day. But they're getting, yeah, boohoo. But yeah, they're getting they're getting it back anyways. Number one and number two, those are the only people that really lost in that whole thing. So yep, poor. And they're the ones that it needs to be taken off them a bit. They need like raining down a bit. Ah, oh, but yeah, I, there I, was an upside though. But I, 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 it's almost like I wish you all did know, <laughs> just to keep shut up people about it. It's almost like I wanted you not to leave just so I could stop being called a, a, a racist. Yeah. One with no IQ. <laughs> Uh, it was a schoolyard petty name calling that just really did my head in. And yeah. especially people were having a go at my mum. And my mum is the loveliest person in the world, bar none. I've never, I've seen her walk up to bullies, bullying a kid in the street and stop them. With, I mean, she's like five foot tall and teeny tiny little lady. But oi, no, you're not going to do that anywhere near where I am and my children are. And, you know, send the bully boys off packing. But she's, she's not prejudiced against anybody. She's a highly educated woman. And all of these people having to go and calling her old and uneducated, a moron, a racist, a xenophobe, a bigot. I was just like, what, what are you doing, guys? This is, my mum's an airy, fairy, lovely woman. Well, the only man I feel a little sorry for when it comes to Brexit is maybe David Cameron. Oh, don't feel sorry for him. This is the best thing about this. <laughs> it was a joke, Dylan. Oh, good. <laughs> yeah, I was Thank wondering for a second, for too. Yeah. We don't need an iota of sympathy for that, man. I don't like David Cameron at all. Yeah. Oh, I'm so happy. I, I was gutted when he got into power, and now he's gone. Well, going. Going. I'm personally still a little confused why he resigned. Yeah, man, too. I, because Maybe it's because he... I'm American, and when our politicians do something horrible, and they... Don't, they don't get arrested and they don't resign. That's what happens here. So I'm confused. Uh, well, no, this is because over the next two years, the um, prime minister will have to be negotiating the exit <laughs> deals, and they can't oh, have okay. Cameron because he was the you know the leader of the opposition. They can't have him doing the negotiations because nobody can trust him. Nobody's that makes not sense. interested. Yeah. yeah. So he's had to step down before he gets sacked because essentially we're you know, the country would sort of say, and all the other politicians See, sort of say, Okay, get, that's get out. what confused me, because in America, the, everywhere on the news, it's saying he did something bad, and I'm, but they won't tell you what it is. And I'm sitting there going, what did he do that was so bad? I'm so confused. He, he, he lost the referendum. It was, he chose the wrong side. He'd been in Winanarin for years. So he didn't actually do anything wrong at all. 
no, he okay. he lied and he chose the wrong side and he lied for the wrong side basically. They were lying oh. on both sides. It's just whoever. Oh yes, you know, they, they were the definitely job. lying on both sides because. <laughs> oh yes. Oh my gosh! Tell me about Nigel that uh, uh, promised. How much my money to help? Three hundred and fifty million pounds a year yeah, that could that's... be spent on the NHS. Yeah. Said all of the sides of these buses yep. all over the UK on billboards everywhere. And uh, yeah. and uh, on the morning show the day after the referendum was uh, uh, like uh, gone through, he 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 went. Uh, no, that wasn't real. Yeah. <laughs> It's sort of well. He was saying that they couldn't guarantee that any money that they save from right this whole from Brexit will go straight on the NHS. He was trying to say, you know, like that this money could now be it could be used but, on the NHS. But but they've made it such the backbone. Money. We're not really sure where it'll go, but <laughs> we we said it would go here. But it might go some other place. <laughs> and we don't even know if it fully existed as well. Because, <laughs> yes, the money might have been going out to the euro, but there was money coming back in as well. Yeah. So right. we okay. might not actually... That money, that figure is not really all that pertinent. <sighs> and it shouldn't have been used how it was. Liar. And, yeah, straight away the next day, yeah. Uh, no, that, that wasn't that thing that we rode around... The so, whole of the so country. We, we are a fair and balanced team here. We we see we say that people lied on both teams. Oh yeah. <laughs> But it, it's it, it it I'm 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 going to say this like it's almost like it has nothing to do with the UK. Almost it's almost like the UK was one more brick to close down the EU, EU. and it looks like. I think people are fed up with the EU now. Especially oh, the too. Germans. Poor Germans that are paying so much. I, I like Germany is maybe the, one of the countries I feel most sorry for. No joke at all. Are they paying the most then? Yes, they're. Uh, I suppose they're, they're well, the head of it, aren't they? Well, it's their love uh, project. And I. Yeah. Uh, Angela Merkel is many things, but she is pro EU. And uh, but uh, I think I I think this is going to lead to more referendums and hopefully closing of the EU. But uh, let's talk about something else instead. I don't think that'll happen anytime soon, but uh, maybe. no. In the future, in the future, but not like in the next ten years, probably. But oh, I just well, referendums coming up for Scotland to leave us again because they want to be a part of the EU. Oh, right, I saw that. Yeah. Yeah, because the whole, pretty much the whole of Scotland voted to remain. Do you know? And now they're saying, I, I, get I, us out I, of the UK. Mind to be honest. Like if if countries if if countries want to be a member of EU, you are more than welcome. I just yeah. like that it's opening up more referendums, more choices for the people of the country. And and to be honest, y yes, you played, uh, you you uh, you voted for the ECC when it was called that, or the EEC, was it the EEC or the ECC? It was the EEC. Yeah, I think it was the EEC as well. I think. But that was whatever it was years ago. You never mm -hmm. you never voted. Uh, to get into the EU, never. 
in its current form, right? Yes. No, sure. and most of the people that were around for that vote voted to get out of it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, if you look at the age brackets, the people that were around before that knew what what life was like before, yeah, was sort of like this didn't help at all. It helped them up there, but not everybody on the street. We're not actually living on the street, but you know, street level. So, but uh, let's talk about something else. Um, which study shows that driverless cars pose a social dilemma, Luke? Right. I thought this was a good little follow-up to our discussion last week about um, robots in the future and whatnot. This is about a study done by the journal uh, Science. Uh, it basically came out with the I, this concept. Like, if we had cars, we have driverless cars, and you get in a situation where a pedestrian walks out into the middle of the road and the car cannot stop in time, uh, should a car avoid the pedestrian causing the car to drive into a wall, killing the passengers, or should it hit the pedestrian? Ooh, good question. And it's become, it, it, it in this survey, it, it kind of has stopped everybody who's been making um, driverless cars and have them go, oh, wait a second. Yeah, what do we do there? It's yeah. kind of this. It's the Uber loophole. Right, it's this uh, mor- the morality of, of uh, you know, a, uh, a robot uh, being self-sufficient, again, like we were talking about right. last week, so kind of interesting. I loved it that they, um, with the people that they asked about it, they said that they'd want the car to be, you know, if, if these cars came out properly, they'd want them to swerve and miss the pedestrians. Unless it was their car that they owned, in which case they'd want to save them. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's what like a morality. <laughs> yeah, morality versus reality. Yeah. How do you? Uh, what's the next? What's the driverless advert going to be like? Driverless car advert. Can you imagine? They yeah. might just do both sides, and uh, you can yeah, pick. I don't even know. <laughs> right. There. Yeah, that was one we thing. We promise you that your car will kill you before it kills somebody else. <laughs> somebody else. Right. Buy the Microsoft car. <laughs> Not the Google one that saves you and kills the pedestrian. That's the whole like gimmick. Yeah, that that would be interesting. I don't think they're gonna advertise that. But no. this could actually kill all whole... instead of you. This whole study could like stop the progression of driverless cars for a while, I think, because that whole moral dilemma is going to be something they're going to have to address before oh, yeah. it's going to be able to be put into the market. So. Right. Oh, definitely. I thought that the Google car was yesterday. Uh, <laughs> but here in Norway, we don't want uh, Edward Snowden to come and visit us because we throw about uh, throw out his court case. Uh, the Norwegian court uh, decided uh, this week that they were not going to go through uh, Edward Snowden's lawsuit. He was suing Norway to uh, have him not extradited to the U.S. If he goes to pick up a right, if an award, right. But uh, the Norwegian court system said, "Nah, we don't really want to touch this with a ten-foot pole." <laughs> yeah, we we don't want to get on the bad side of America. Oh, right. I'm sorry. Yeah. America. So I have a question. Right. Why do they not post him the award and get him via Skype? They actually did that. Well, yeah, I was what? gonna say they probably will, but they probably wanted him to come there in person because yeah. 
I mean, he's really not super far away, and if <laughs> Russia they is. could, he doesn't but really have to go through, through other countries to get there, so he wouldn't have to like deal with other countries. So it could happen if this one country had done that. But I and the other thing, yeah. like we said, there's a possibility he could be up for um, the peace award in Oslo. So yes, the peace prize. Mm. Uh, but I still think it's kind of funny that the most undemocratic country in the world, Russia, is the one that's hosting him. Uh, I still think that's kind of funny. Well, yeah, the Americans are after him, so. Yeah, you know, come to <laughs> Russia. They're basically it's, I, I it's was kind thinking, of yeah. Sorry, it's kind of a little like yeah tactic to say f you America yeah, from them it a is. little bit. Yeah, but, uh, yeah we're, I, we're kind I of picking my, a fight with them right now. And she bit. said that Edward Snowden is 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 many times on Russian like national TV as a symbol more or less. Huh, really? Mm. It's quite like, interesting. with government officials or like just by himself. Yeah, uh, no, with him. But it's hmm. kind of interesting because he have, he has also criticized the country he's living in. So it's kind of interesting because, like, uh, uh, what was it my girlfriend said? He had publicized uh, something in a Russian newspaper about something that they didn't like with Putin, and like Putin went, oh, let him just stay there. He's <laughs> right. <laughs> He's kind of a bargaining chip in a way, uh, ah. if they need him and all this other stuff. But um, there is one thing I saw an article actually yesterday. Um, it's traditional at the end of a presidency for the president to give out pardons to uh, however many people, um, and there is rumor that. Uh, Obama may pardon Edward Snowden. Um, no fucking way. At the end of the year, yeah, but that's all rumor. But we will see what happens. No, never ever. Come. It is it is tradition, and that would be huge. Yeah. And it would make like it would kind of like cement his legacy, like Obama's legacy and stuff. So could yes, be interesting because I don't know if I like Obama's legacy, to be honest. <laughs> right, that's what I'm saying. A lot of people uh, think he's not. You know, he didn't get much done because well but we all know that was possibly because of the republicans uh not allowing him to but this could you know le- leave him on a high note and, and he, whatnot, he, so. he's maybe one of the biggest disappointments for me in u.s history and i'm not kidding i i'm 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 really unhappy with things he done uh he used more money on on the war uh, in Iraq than Bush did. I mean, really? Yes. Bloody hell. There are things about Obama that people don't really talk about that I I don't especially like. I mean, he's better than Bush, but uh, I mean, <laughs> not hard. <Right. laughs> he still like uh, there was still a lot of attacking other countries uh yeah even though we don't talk a lot about it uh, and he got the peace prize and and that was a freaking atrocious things to do but uh it's 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 kind of yeah uh, he's 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 definitely one of my least favorite uh democrats in the like 10 last years i actually have a really big love for for uh, uh clinton and and uh not miss 
miss Linton, just to be clear. But Glenn um, uh, did uh, a lot of good things, and he actually worked through party lines to get his kind of. Um, uh, it was a much different time. Oh yeah, I I agree. Oh. I agree. I agree. Yeah. But now it, it's much more partisan. Like everything's much more. Yeah, but I, I liked so. when he actually tr- uh, did something. Uh, for me. Well, yeah, that's the thing. He was able to do something. Yeah. Uh, since then, it's not as easy uh, to get There's, stuff done. So yeah, it makes sense. But he did. He had bad things about him as well. Oh so. yeah, definitely. <laughs> definitely. Yeah, like he's he a politician. His penis inside his trousers, and he had to go and share it with uh, every woman that looked for at him more than two minutes. Speaking of Clinton, we didn't talk. I didn't put this on the news, but uh, they passed the. Remember, we talked about uh, Sanders got a bunch of people on the Democratic Convention platform committee, right, to try to pass a bunch of stuff. Well. All the things they wanted to pass got turned down, including oh, um, trying to ban ban fracking. That got banned. That oh, got turned down. Surprise. Trying to turn down the Trans Pacific Partnership. That got turned down. Oh, what a surprise! Uh, yep. So. Oh, what a surprise! Carbon carbon taxes that got turned down. Oh, what a surprise! Hey, Dylan, do you know what a time it is? Is it time for the finale of the most amazing game show ever? Yes! Stump Pro Television Stump Edition. Pro. Explain the rules, uh, Luke, for people that didn't listen to the five last shows. Right. Four. Um, so, me and Tilly will be competing against each other to try to pick TV shows that Fro has not seen. We'll be picking them off the IMDb Top 250 TV Shows. This is our final round. Me and Tilly are both tied at two. Yes. And this will be our deciding round. Uh, it will. This, we're doing 201 to 250. Yay. And uh, that means it's uh, Tilly's turn first. Ooh. Have you seen? I had a look earlier and thought of one that I was going to say first, and now I've lost it. Damn it. Okay. Hopefully they have moved around, but I have my picks out already. Okay. I found Thank this one hard will... to pick for, actually. Yeah. yeah, they're a bit... Um. Hit that. There we go. Number 224, Olive Kitteridge. <laughs> uh, uh, Tilly, I've yeah. never seen Olive Kitteridge. Yay! Yay! Good start. I get a point. <laughs> Oh, we're doing five rounds, by the way. Right. And if we need to do a tiebreaker, we'll do a tiebreaker. Yes. But because. I picked, and this is going to be fun to say, 235 Tenjen Tapa Guren Lagan. <laughs> that actually it lo- really looks like that. It looks like Tenjen Tapa Guren Lagan. Yeah. I agree. Guess what, uh, Luke? What? I haven't seen it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> surprise. Tilly. Have you seen? Oh, we got down to the end then. That's a bit far. I have. <laughs> you seen all the way to the end. Uh, have you seen two hundred and ten? Bacano. What is it called? Bacano, Bacano, 
I don't know. <laughs> Me neither. Bacano. <laughs> Bacano. Bacano. <laughs> Sounds like a cocktail. Yeah, uh, but uh, no, totally. I have never ever seen Bacano. <laughs> hey. Hey. All right. I'm gonna go with number two hundred and thirty-one, The Adventures of Briscoe County Junior, from nineteen ninety-three. That doesn't make sense when you read it, but all right. Briscoe County sounds like a place. But yeah. Why is it Junior? Because the guy's name is Briscoe County. Yes. I don't know. Uh, because I like every single episode I watched of Briscoe County Junior. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> 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 what a surprise! Tilly. Have oh you God. seen? You know who this has in? in no. His... Who? Bruce Campbell. Really? <gasps> I did not. I, I never. I hadn't looked at it. Oh, yet. I see that being him now ah. on the picture. Mm. Yeah, that's. Bounty hunter rides to the old west, fighting bad guys, many with futuristic type gadgets. It went. I think I may have seen an episode of that. Twenty seven. Sure. <laughs> never, never, ever heard about. Sure, somebody had it on video. Um, have you seen number two hundred and twenty five? Trigon. <laughs> 225 yeah no 225 that's all yes, cartridge oh I have it written down as that too mm, it must have moved on the IMDB 24. right now 225 224. is Trigon yeah. yep it's switched 24. it's 24 now but I never seen Trigon uh, Tiller hooray hooray you're picking them right off my list, Tilly. <laughs> well, I'm looking. <laughs> yes. I can see you. Yes. I went, I'm going to go early in the list. Number 206, Broad City. Broad City. I have to, I have to uh, look at this. Have I ever seen this? Um, Broad City follows two women through their daily lives in New York City, making them the smallest and mundane events hysterical and disturbing to watch at the same time. That This sounds uh, like a show I will never, ever watch, and I haven't watched it, of course. Okay. Sounds like two-person sex in the city is what it sounds like. It has be, uh, It's actually on its fifth, uh, uh, fourth season uh, soon. Huh. Okay. Never, ever heard about this. How about number 227, Banshee? Tilly. Yes. I'm extremely sorry. That's one of my favorite shows. I really love Banshee. <laughs> that was on my list, too. Yeah. Oh, Tilly. I'm sorry. What's it about? It's about this guy that uh, tr- uh, tries to... Uh, I, I've seen the first season with my dad, actually. Uh, it's about this guy that is uh, kind of cool, and he, he he just came out of prison, and he tries to go undercover in Banshee, that's a town in America, as um, as um, uh, a sheriff. Oh, really cool. good show. It's really good show. A lot of sex in it. A lot of sex in it. 
That's why you loved watching it with your dad. Yes. <laughs> My dad, we have that kind of relationship. It sounded a little. Uh, yep. <laughs> okay. Yep. So, Tilly, you have to hope that Luke gets this wrong. Mm. I usually totally choke when this happens, but we'll see. Number 216, Jane Eyre. Jane Eyre. Jane Eyre. Jane Ears. <laughs> Jane's Ears. I am extremely sorry to say, to, uh, Luke, that I actually have seen Jane Eyre. Uh, I thought you might have seen Jane Eyre. It's a really good miniseries. <laughs> uh, Ruth Wilson plays Jane Eyre. I still remember that. Really good show. Sorry, Luke. Okay, last round, maybe. Hopefully. Let's we'll see what happens. Ooh. Let me just see where this one's from. Okay. Uh, I'll go for it. 238, Stromberg. <laughs> you are a hundred and ten percent correct. I never ever seen Stromberg. Hey. I only have one more on my list. All right, hopefully this, this is This is a kind of a, a jump. Yeah. And hopefully I get this right because two hundred and eighteen. I'm going by the date, the Dick Van Dyke show. I don't think. Fro's ever seen the Dick Van Dyke show before. I toyed with this one as well, wondering. Do you know, I I, I have kind of an interesting uh, story when it comes uh, to Dick Van Dyke. Dick Van Dyke is, is one of those guys, uh, because I have seen maybe every episode of Diagnose Murder. Yep. Have you seen that? I love that. Yeah, I, I, I too. And of course, he's in Mary Poppins as well. And because of that, Tilly, you win <gasps> throw. Oh, what? I knew I was going out on a limb with that one. Wow. <laughs> I win, I win, I win, I win, I win. One of the few shows I've seen from the 60s. I was going to say... Fro usually most shows from the sixties or seventies Fro hasn't seen. Yeah. Oh. I was wondering about I Love Lucy. Yeah. I'd never seen I Love Lucy. <laughs> oh that I should have picked that one. Yeah. Uh, Sorry. See, and I've seen I Love Lucy, but I haven't seen the Dick Van Dyke show. So okay. Oh, and I've seen I, both. Yeah. Wow. What gives? That's weird. <laughs> cool. Oh you win today. Or I mean, oops, boo. You could have uh, picked, uh, and I go from uh, the top, Terrys. Never seen Terrys. Terriers, yeah. I I should have put that one on. And I've seen that. I didn't. Uh, Never seen a single episode of Trigen? Trigen? Wait, she said that one. Oh, you yep. said that. Anne of Green Gables. Never seen that. 
Really? I thought about saying that what as I, well. What is that? I saw it like when on OPB when I was a kid, and then I remember seeing it in like uh, I want to say like middle school or something, because it's based off of a book. Yeah. Right. And uh, never seen Red versus Blue: The Blood Gulch Chronicles. <laughs> never ever seen an uh, episode of All in the Family. And I know I shouldn't say that, but I have never seen it. Never seen Cranford from 2007. Never have seen Invader Sim. You've never You've seen never Invader Sim. <laughs> Both of you. What? What is? Rectify this immediately, Fro. <laughs> yeah, you need to go watch Invader Sim immediately. Is it funny? Yeah. Yes. It's Cartoon Network, isn't it? Uh, no, it was um, Nickelodeon to begin with, and then it moved somewhere else. Uh, car- yeah, then it moved yeah. to Cartoon Network. Right. And I had never seen This Is England 86. It's the year I was born in England. Oh, <laughs> This Is England 88 I had never seen, of course. So that was uh, the one that you haven't picked. Rest I've seen. Oh, okay. But, in ve- but I win! Yeah, you win! Have you seen anything on TV this week, Luke? Uh, not much new this week. Uh, I watched the Street Outlaws finale. Cause I like that show. Did you, did you have you watched the current season yet, Fro? Nope. Wow, there's a nasty crash in this season. Ooh. This guy, there's like a f- fence, you know, like a fence you'd see like outside of like an airport where it's like ten feet tall and it has barbed wire above that with like razor wire. The car rolls and goes up over the top of this ten foot fence. It's pretty gnarly. The guy was okay, so it was fine. But he trashed his car, obviously. Uh, other than that, just stick. Still watching, you know, Malcolm in the Middle, Brady Bunch, and uh, both the Big Brothers. So that kind of fills my TV time right there. So right. Uh, because of telly, I watched uh, Judge Andrew Crime Stories. Yay! I didn't really like it. Oh. But uh, my bigger disappointment was Power Monkeys. I have to say that didn't hit me at all. Do you not enjoy it? No. That's what, not even the littlest bit? No. No. I found it funny, like, uh, when they are in Russia and like, yeah, we have to stop talking Russian because nobody knows English here. <laughs> yeah. That's, like, I, I kind of... <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, n- n- not my cup of tea. But... Uh, tell me, I'm uh, of course going to tell you of, of the third season because this is a recording thing that we talk about because Tilly asks me every week. About oh yeah, Bates Motel. <laughs> Does it get better? Pacing issues sorted. So much better. Ooh. It gets like loon. I, I, I was like, I was watching uh, the third season this week because. Uh, I I have no life. Um, and <laughs> hello everybody. Um, and uh, 
It is so magnificent. I'm so glad I saw. Well, I'm not glad I saw season two, but but I'm I'm satisfied that I watched season two because season three is really good. Then I'm gonna have to try and give it a go through. I'll watch like the last couple of episodes of season one. And get yeah. back into it. If it's worth it, if there's light at the end of that tunnel, then I'm in. <laughs> worth it. Season 3 is so filled with so much goodness, and I can't wait for season 4 that I'm Ooh. going to see this week. Aces. Like, yeah, this coming week. Uh, I've also saw um, a little special because I'm a really big fan of her. Um, that's thanks uh, to Taylor, but, by the way. I'm a huge fan of uh, a girl called uh, Stacy Dooley, and she had a. She's amazing. I love her, and she had a special called "Hate and Pride" in Orlando, Luke, and that was really good. About about the Orlando shootings. Is it like a news piece or? Yeah, it's 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 documentary thing. Okay. Yeah, it's sort of short, little journalistic. She wanted to go over and see how everybody was. She's a very personable documentary maker. She right. likes to be around people and sort of see the hope that they're managing to find in these desperate times. And, and it gets right in the middle of it. And, and also this week I saw the last episode of uh, the OJ uh, Simpson 3030 documentary. And I can't say how much I enjoyed it. It's one of the best documentaries I've ever, ever seen. It's really good. I may watch it someday, but I think right now I'm a little OJ, OJ'd out. Like, <laughs> I understand that. After the book and the TV show in a row, yeah, a little yeah. OJ'd out. I, yeah. I can understand that, but I, I never get tired of OJ. <laughs> Uh, and uh, the night off uh, started this week uh, with a HBO new crime show, and it's really good. What's it called? The night. The night off. Oh, okay. Yes, HBO. Hmm. Uh, Tilly, what have you seen this week? Um. Well, I've found a, nearly a whole series of The Dead Files revisited, where they go back to places. <laughs> so I've been watching that utter nonsense, and Dick's been taking the mickey out of me a lot. Um, yeah, well, you know, I watch crap telly. Mob Wives is finished. Total Divas is finished. Mob Wives Chicago never really took off. You know, Big Andrew's passed away, so it's not even her Miami Monkey anymore. I'm screwed. I'm now watching old dead stuff. I I have a TV show for you. Um, The Real Hollywood Wives. Have you ever seen that? I've seen it. If I've seen the name coming up and not pressed it. You you will love the real Hollywood Life series. Will I really? Yes. Do they have fist oh, fights? It's called, it's called the Real Wives of Hollywood, right? Yeah. Okay. I, was, I was thinking. I was like, I've heard that before, but it sounds different. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Luke. Yes. Uh, Is it Real Housewives of Hollywood? Yes. yes. Yeah. See it, Tilly. Is it? Is it as good as Mob Wives? See it, Tilly. <laughs> doesn't doesn't the UK have a show like called Wags or whatever, isn't it? Like basically the same show. Yep, and okay. also um, Wags, the, it's really good. 
Is it the Real Housewives of Cheshire? Yeah. Is another one. Yep. And obviously, the Orange you know, County. Chelsea. Is, so the Real Housewives of Orange County. That's the best one, Tully. Trust me. Of OC. Yeah. How many Real Housewives are there? Jesus. Uh, two or three. Hmm. That's because too many housewives. Yeah, I think there's a there's one or two failed ones as well. Yeah. But yeah. But Orange County is the best one. I think okay. I've never seen a single episode of any of those. But. Don't. <laughs> Don't. And, and I, the only thing I know about them is what I learned from the soup, which I miss. Yeah, uh, yeah I miss the soup. The soup. I miss ah, the soup. Jeffrey. Oh. Oh, I miss the soup. Uh, hey, talking about uh, stupid people and uh, TV around, kind of. Because, uh, look, um, we have a main topic. That is because of one of our uh, favorite shows, uh, Big Brother. Tell me a little about how you discovered what we are going to talk about. Well, yeah, we were talking about it on the show, uh, about these, about Big Brother UK, and they got these twins. Juliet and, and Jiva Carter. No, that's not oh. the twins. What oh. the twins <laughs> called? Uh, Emma, I don't remember the other one's name because she... She was went out of the show in the yeah. second day. Okay. Right? Uh, but the one one's name is Emma, and the other name is something. I don't remember their names. <laughs> Emma. Yes. Yeah. The one that's still in the house is named Emma. Yes. Uh, that's Jensen. why I was confused why it said Juliet uh, and Jeeva Carter on the show. On that the show. Are, those are the people who created the things we're going to talk about. We'll oh. get that in a second. Cool. Uh, they're called the Jensen Twins, I guess. If you look up our Twitter handle, it's at, at the Jensen Twins, and you'll see them. Don't. Uh, uh, they're basically <laughs> the UK version of the Bella Twins. No, no, that's that's unfair to the Bella Twins. Actually. One of them has implants and one of them doesn't. Either. I know, but it's <laughs> okay. unfair to the Bella Twins. These girls are much more stupid than the Bella Twins. Uh, yeah, maybe. Whoa. Yeah. They are a lot younger as well, so maybe we'll give them that. Maybe, yeah, younger versions of the Bell Twins. But, uh, yeah, we were watching the show, me and Fro, and I had mentioned it on the show that these two girls believe some pretty wacky stuff and that the one girl left the Big Brother house because she couldn't get energy out of the astroturf. What is, what's what is that? <laughs> Sorry, I had to... To kill a fly. Yeah, okay. <laughs> How many flies did you kill? No, I I, 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 I was actually, I was trying. To, no, I, I will tell you after the show. Um, yes. Okay. <laughs> uh, all right, whatever that was. But, uh, yeah, we were watching that, and I said, uh, Fro said, uh, you should figure out what these people believe. And I was like, yeah, we should do that for the show. So... I went on to one of their Facebook pages, the girl that got a, that uh, left the show, and she had posted something up about um, a book they had talked about on the show. They, they, one of the girls was talking to somebody on the show, and she said, oh, you should read this book. Uh, and that just happened to be what I found uh, on their Facebook page. And uh, uh, it's called The Template Org, not the template.org, as I thought it was called. Yeah, I think the book the book is called The Template. Right. And the 
website is the template org because I think it's like an organization also called the template and a book. Yes. And then, but also so, .com. It's right, really and then the website <laughs> is yeah to template dot org or the template org dot com. Yeah. But if you go to YouTube and search the template overview and see a video by Jamal, uh, uh, please say geometry wave. Yes. All one uh, word. And uh, that has a template overview. It's really, it's really okay to see. I think we should play it right here. I, I let's uh, let's all go to it and we'll do a countdown. Uh, uh, we'll start it from from one minute ten, and we'll just listen to like a couple minutes. One minute and ten seconds. Yep. And, Is this uh, the one that's on their main front page? Uh, no, no, I don't. This I just found on YouTube because it's short and it basically it says the template overview. So what should this be? It should be an overview of what the template's about, right, Fro? Yes. Okay. <laughs> this is two minutes long. Let's play a little game here. Each of us will just listen to it, and then when we get to a point where we don't understand what the hell they're talking about anymore, just say done. But we'll play it all the way through. All right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where is it? I haven't got it. Uh, it's on our sheet. Oh, because that's on my phone. Oh, all right. Let me. I can load it up right quick. Please bear with us while we have these technical human errors. Yeah. I basically. I wanted to put this YouTube thing here because I knew Fro was gonna go. Luke, could you explain to me a little about what the template is? I was like. No. No? But so I yeah, went on YouTube and found this thing that basically is trying to be a uh explanation or <laughs> overview of what the template is. Oh. Right, I, really I, are we Hey, I've seen it I, three fucking times, Luke. <laughs> I'm not saying like I said, once we get to a point, each of us will just be quiet and then once you get to a point that you can no longer follow what they're talking about, just say done and we'll uh, okay. yeah. All right. And then we started it from the beginning. One no. minute and seconds. One minute and ten seconds. Because it's like a minute of text and music, yep. and that would not be good for this audio podcast. <laughs> okay, I'm there. One minute, ten seconds. All right, I'll do the countdown. Fro, you ready? Yes, sadly. All right, three, two, one, play. Initiating measurable, sustainable transformation on all levels. The template embraces the knowledge that the individual's experience of imbalance and disharmony that lies at the core of global suffering yeah, is a result of a greater systemic I'm done. failure. The creation of this mutant fear-based paradigm is generated at the fulcrum point done. of deviation, <laughs> the modification of the human DNA, and is sustained by the chemical, psychosocial, biological, electromagnetic, political, economic, and religious manipulation of consciousness. <laughs> so somebody took a load of shrooms while they were at university. The geometric <laughs> signal of light and the circuitry system well, yeah, delivers the they source were on code acid information into the human electromagnetic field to the rejuvenation of the endocrine system and the restoration so you can kind of, understand of disconnected ish, almost DNA, what they're saying. The divine and you go the long-ass way about it because it's fantastical 
central to the shamanic synergies to create the alchemy of the template. Is sacred geometry. See, we need to get a shaman on here. <sighs> I don't understand the this. Fractals of the human soul covenant with life. I'm sure if you, we spoke sacred to a Reiki master, they'd initiates an identical understand response this. of its no, frequency they transmission. No. Or they'd at least see what they were trying to do. <laughs> mm. yeah, well, I'll see what they did there. Oh, I see what they're trying to do. We'll get into it. Of this but, yeah. source code language of life. It's the source code language of within life, Within the inoperative program oh, and we're all spy of our DNA. In turn, this reconnects the electromagnetic circuitry system. <laughs> oh my god, am I listening to the music on a PlayStation the 1? These graphics are like PlayStation 1 graphics. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the new paradigm cannot be interpreted <laughs> oh, that was and determined great. as a theory. It's a twiddling it around to make you feel sick enough to turn it off. Returned to the only instrument on which we can experience the truth of creation. Our bodies. Yeah, okay, let's bodies. let's uh, stop it there. Uh, well, there is no more, so that's a good place to stop. Uh, yeah. So that, of Luke? course, is is what uh, the template is about. So yeah. I don't I don't even think we need to talk anymore about it because that explained it so well. Yeah. Yep. Sacred. That is one thing I can say about it. Oh, it's so like like I I I I watched it three four times and I I I tried to get to take notes. I. I <laughs> I don't want what on this one two-minute video. Yeah, I mean there are other much longer ones out there. There are like two-hour-long yeah. videos that just like this, uh -huh. and it's this voice that you hear. It's that and those um, kind of like you said, PlayStation One uh, or like uh, screensaver patterns for two hours of them talking oh. about talking the same way that you just heard. And there's one that's like this is this is uh, part one, and then it'll be part. This is like four hour thing. Yeah. Uh. Oh, it's not called part one. It's called code one, because each of these videos is supposed to be a code to like enhance your whatever they're talking about. I know that they're talking about, about DNA. It's a, a subscription of this religion? Question mark. Have you seen their shop on the website? Yes. Good God. I have. The 144 pounds. Com. It's that isn't that confusing? I don't know. But it's called the templateorg.com. <laughs> and yeah, right. if, we'll get to if there you in want a, a pendant. <laughs> we should get we should talk about the how this how it came around first. Uh, this was based off of some a book called these two people by these two people that Fro mentioned a minute ago, Julia and I think it's probably a soft J, don't you? Heva, maybe Yiva Carter, yeah, or maybe Jiva Carter, one or the other. But it's a uh, this book called The World Bridger, which if you look that up, uh, there's an Amazon um, link to it. If you look up the that. The name World Burger by Juliet and Jeeva Carter, and it has a description of this. This book was written in 2012, so previous to the template book. Uh, I'll read a little uh, excerpt from their little description of it. Yes, please do. As they break, break broke free from humanity's collective denial, it becomes clear that wars, genocide, atrocity, and atrocities have become part of human existence. 
it is not cultural, economical, or politically uh, engaging, nor can it be attributed to the charge of the innate corruption of human nature, but are the results of catastrophic intrusion of predatory and brutal species with an agenda of world dominance, a species that has spliced its genes into the human br- blueprint and is engaging in breeding a breeding program that is rendering Earth human beings not so human. We are not alienated from God. God is an alien. Of course he is. It all comes back to that, doesn't it? <laughs> Every time. What is it with but, aliens and God? Because yeah, everybody's just made the connection. Everybody looks up for God, you look up for aliens, that's the same thing. Are you sure are you sure you don't want to pay a hundred and forty four pounds for a wind winged creation Mandela pageant? Yeah, I <laughs> and, think I can and, uh, cope without that. Although something I have noticed on their website is they uh, they talk about kinesiology. Yeah. And I've actually had a kinesiologist over. She was the woman that told me to stop having wheat and dairy years and years ago, which okay. did solve all my problems. So that's just worried me now that I might have been uh, secretly indoctrinated into these when I was a kid. <laughs> the stuff they talk about, I know people or at least have people on my Facebook and people I've known in the past who talk and like believe in this kind of thing. But I wouldn't say that they believe in specifically this. Yeah. Book. Maybe. Okay, so they, they do is, incorporate is, other things uh, into it. Yeah, there there are some similarities between this and Scientology, because mm. Scientology uses their own language, and it's almost like tells us it's Shakespeare, and it's yeah. I, really, I just thought this was all double and triple speak, like it's just them using big words to try to make them sound uh, smart, it's, but in, in a way, it all did. none yeah. of it makes any sense. Like yeah. Yeah, but Shakespeare, Shakespeare made up loads makes, of his words. <laughs> Shakespeare makes like some sense to a degree because it's a story. These, this is like they'll say one thing and then they'll backtrack a second later because they just trying to like make a really big sentence. That's what it seems like. They're just but, trying to make as big a sentence as possible sometimes. But are you sure, Luke, that you don't want a two hundred and twenty pound? Palm size silver Gaija Aqua Solar Star. That's a long name, so it must be worth that much. <laughs> totally worth every. How have I just lost the shop? I was just looking at it. There's so many things on here that I never knew that I needed. <laughs> well, I don't know what you need any of the stuff on their shop for because it has nothing to do with like. The rest of it, I think it's just somebody likes making jewelry. I think that's it. Or silver set on grass, fossil heart, star wand. Okay, do you want to, to hear this, the 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 uh, 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 what? Yeah, thank you. <laughs> My English is bad today. The three hundred fifty million year old orcas fossil comes from the atlas mountains in morocco set in silver with the lab grown ruby studs and crowded with an agent sphere agate agate sphere okay yep okay that actually does sound like it would be worth probably about that much Oh, with agate. Well, agate's not that expensive though. No, but silver is and that's a lot of silver if you look at that. And and 
it's a star wand. Right. So you get it, you know, contact the aliens with it or something. No, you use it for Harry Potter business. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. That's why it's in the UK. Mm -hmm. Uh, I found the one I want. It's the Tantric Star. (laughs) Yes, I love that. (laughs) It protects against magnetic fields. Example, mobile phones. Yes. Because I'm I'm scared of those mobiles and I need a Tantric Star. Mm Because, you know, they got anything to do with Tantric sex. Mm-hmm. They've got tantric right? stars in circles as well. Is that like <laughs> doing it in front of a crowd? <laughs> Triple spin tantric star. Good grief. <laughs> oh, so phrasings. Many. There are so many things on this shop. Oh, there's so many funny things. Oh, but it is. Yeah, no, it's not worth the money that they're. Uh, oh, don't order anything. Wanting for it at all. Uh, but you you can download a lot. You can download the Sacred Day Ceremony and the original Innocent DVD booklet and Fisonic Rosen's DVD booklet and Becoming Breathe Meditation. But the more I just want you guys to go to the front page. That's the best part. And I think you're missing out. The front page, if you scroll down, has all the good stuff. Does it? Yes. I saw this video was yeah. the one that I tried to watch. I think that's the one or one of them. Uh, I sent something from the same page that I sent to you guys on the Facebook chat. Right. Um, but if you go down below that, that's where they have the description of like all their beliefs and everything. Yeah, the template sermons and the soul covenant and things like that. Right. So here, let's talk about. Uh, the ceremonies, I guess. Okay. Uh, the problem is that the more I read, the, the less I understand. Well, yeah, you have to do a bit of background research. I went to a few places. Like, there isn't a lot on this, but I went on Reddit. There's some people talking about it on there. And different other, um, I would call them new age, uh, like, religion type forums where they talk about this uh, a lot here is what it tells about the sermons the, tem- the template re- uh, reconnection process restores three 33 bio circuits through a spoken code and presence of items of a secret gemo- uh, gemo- gemo- geometry geometry it takes place in six phases in the series coded sermons. C1, original incident. C, C2, the thirteen circuit, the sacred marriage. And C3, secret breath. C4, source. C5, the tem- temple of time. And C6, wood bridger. Wood bridger, like we had, uh, that book was called. Right, and there's three of those. Right. Uh, so there's eight different uh, th- why, uh, ceremonies, and they charge. They, I've, from what I've read, they charge a lot for how, all these ceremonies. How much? I have not. Uh, I did a little uh, trying to get a little uh, info from them, and they wouldn't send me anything. And <laughs> what the people the? I tried to talk to that said it was really expensive said that they tried to find out as well. And all they were told was uh, it was more than they money that they had. So these this is definitely like a scam. But yeah. But you really need to go in to understand. I think the problem you're having from maybe reading the website is you haven't done any research on sacred ge- geometry. 
which is what I put on the sheet before the yes, uh, the website specifically so that y- you would kind of more understand. Because a lot of this is based off of sacred geometry. Yeah. Sacred geometry. I can't say the word. but Geometry. Yeah. Yes. Um, I have actually uh, Googled that. Right. I'll just read a quick description of it like off of Wikipedia so we can get an idea of what it is. Sacred geometry ascribes symbolic and sacred meaning to certain geometric shapes and certain geometric proportions. It is associated with the belief that God is the the geometer of the world. (laughs) Geometry used in the design and construction of religious structures such as churches, temples, mosques has sometimes been considered sacred. The concept applies also to sacred spaces spaces, uh, such as holy wells, religious art, village greens, sacred groves. So the idea here is that God God, uh, is the architect and sacred geometry is kind of his uh, blueprint. And these people believe that God is an alien so these people believe that aliens created uh, this blueprint of sacred geometry that connects all of us through – I was reading – listening to one thing. They were basically saying that the ocean is connected to if flowing – your flowing blood or something like that. They connect – everything is connect, interconnected through this thing called sacred geometry, and that's what they consider the template is like – when you think of like website design or something like that, you start out with a template. You know what I mean? Mm. Yeah. Right. That's the idea here is that God started out with a template and that these people are trying to get back to that base um, innocence. And that's why their first ceremony is called Original Innocence. So, it's all about the base. base. <laughs> no trouble. But when you – if you just start looking at this thing, like you go through their stuff, like Fro said, it just is confusing. It doesn't make any sense. You really have to like start um, understanding what they believe before you get into their website, which is more of like it, it talks more about like uh, the ceremonies and like what um, the template is about, where a lot of what the template is based off of is based off of other things. Yeah, so. I'd say you're probably better off if you're looking for a new way to think about everything you know go back and instead of looking at the new ones have a look at what this has sort of taken a lot from because if you look into you know paganism druids wicca and all the rest of it there's there's a whole bunch of similarities without the geeky nerdy talking a load of gibberishness right because all the geo all the geometry bit take it out and it's just the energy I, of I, like I mother earth and stuff yeah. doesn't matter what triangles are in it so the idea of the Fibonacci sequence is real. That's like right. a real thing. Yeah, yeah, and that yeah. actually is like a formula that creates like you know, sh- seashells and flowers, sunflowers. And it, it actually is something in, in the world that is real. So yeah, the idea yeah. of sacred geometry is somewhat based in fact, I guess. Yeah. These people take it to a whole new level, I guess is my point. So look, where does this fit on the crazy scale? Oh, uh, I don't know. Um, it's up there. Yeah, I made a list. Let me open it up real quick. Cause this, I, <laughs> we always say that, but I never make a list. And I actually realized this one plus one more, we will have enough to do a, 
a bracket and decide exactly which one is the craziest. Oh, hey. oh what the craziest uh, is already. Well, we will we will see. We'll have to put it in a bracket and see. That's, I'm uh, going to do all the shit, and it's not this, but it's up <laughs> no. there. I think this one might be up there though. This oh, is, it's up there. Yeah, we have twelve to. Uh, we're going to do twelve, so I would say this. Uh, I don't know, but uh, I'm over. Actually, let's go back a second because I think we skipped over a whole bunch of stuff, didn't we? I want to talk about the Soul Covenant real quick, because that's important uh, and totally nuts. Right down <laughs> at the bottom of the thing, <clears throat> the, it's a, right down at the bottom of their their webpage right at the beginning, uh, down their homepage, you go all the way down to the bottom, it says the Soul Covenant. The human oh, wow. soul, soul Covenant contains a holonomic, symbiotic, symbiotic code in which the human is a sensory organ of planetary transcendence as Earth is a sensory organ for human transcendence. Um, The code of the template ceremonies resurrects our ability to translate and utilize through our physical bodies the language of light. Yep. Mm -hmm. To achieve, literally, enlightenment, as it's written. That's my favorite bit. Mm-hmm. Oh dear! This is—it's pretty, pretty crazy. Oh, is it? Yeah, I, like yeah. I, it's up there. It's—it's it's maybe second or third on the list. It's definitely in the top five. Here, let me read out the list real quick uh, of religions so far that we've done. We had the creativity movement. Yeah. We did happy science. We did happy realism. Science is number one. We did realism. <laughs> Which well, that's up there too. Oh, the secret. Yeah. Uh, this one template uh, of the theories we've done. We did flat Earth theory, Moon Matrix theory, Planet X theory, Illuminati theory, Hollow Earth theory, and then uh, the Singularity last week. Yeah. Uh, flat Earth and Hollow Earth is still my favorite. Yeah. Those are up there. I want. I'm gonna say those two are tied for the theories, and I think happy science and realism to me are tied. Oh, for the religions. I agree. So it will be interesting to put them in a bracket and see what happens. In a, uh, yeah. I think we're gonna do that in like I don't know, two months or something. So. But uh, we need to take religions and theories as two different things. Look, so. Uh, once we get to that point, once we do enough of them, but we can do this for right now, and then once we get 12 in each, then we'll, yeah. We'll we'll see. Maybe. Goal! Said uh, no one from England last week. No, I'm just kidding. (gasps) Hey, we scored, just not enough. (laughs) I went. You just scared the crap out of my cats then. (laughs) I went there. Uh, Yeah, you, you you did score one goal. That's true. But yeah, is that Iceland scored two? So they did, and we played horrifically, and yeah. there was yeah. a lot of shouting going on at the telly. And Iceland's <laughs> really good. Uh, go through the results, telly. Uh, you're gonna have to tell me who won. Yes, I will. Okay, let me find my chart. Right, Switzerland versus Poland. The, we all said Poland. Yes. And, uh, oh, I lost it. Uh, Poland won. Okay. Uh, do the results really matter in this game? <laughs> yes. 
Because I don't think uh, they do. Of course. Maybe I don't understand how this game works, but I thought it was uh, whoever gets it at the end wins. No, no, no. It's it's score. So you keep. Uh, Shouldn't we have started this at the beginning then? I'm so no, confused no, right no. now. Would you- I've got our first our first calls and our first sort of who we thought would win as well. Yeah, yeah. Because we That's went over fine. the thing last week. Yeah. Okay. Yes. So Poland won with the penalty shooting. Yes. Okay. We all said Poland. Croatia versus Portugal. Portugal won. Portugal won it, didn't they? Yes, one seat. And we all said that as well. Yeah. Wales versus Northern Ireland. I think I know the results of this as well. Did Wales win? Yes. Yeah, we all said that. Well, well done, everybody, so far. Yeah. Hungary versus Belgium. Who won? Belgium with 4-0. Oh, that's you two. Um, Dick did laugh at me when he saw that I got hungry. Um, <laughs> that's a nasty yeah. beating. Yeah, that's a nasty beating. 4-0, it's pretty. Yeah, yeah. Germany and Slovakia? Germany won 3-0. Oh, I'm doing really badly at this now, guys. <laughs> Italy versus Spain. Italy won 2 0. Uh, France and Ireland. That was France, wasn't it? Yes. One, Which everybody two, said. And England versus Iceland. We know the result of that. Yes. Right. Two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Fro, you got them all right. Yep. I... Every single one of them. Thank you. And Luke got all except one. So mm-hmm. seven out of eight. Not bad. And I did pretty poorly. <laughs> with oh no, no, Lou got six out of eight. Sorry, I've miscounted. Yeah. But it's okay because mm-hmm. I only got five. Yeah. But you <laughs> you keep your points and uh, we will go on forward forward. So now, uh, Luke. Who wins of Poland and Portugal? Portugal. I'm saying Portugal as well. Me too. Uh, Wales versus Belgium, Luke. Uh, this one's hard. Um, I guess I'll go Belgium. I'm going Belgium too. I just went off the scores. I'll go Wales, because they're the only one in the UK that are uh, still in. (laughs) But here's a good one. Germany against Italy, Luke. Um, This is a hard one. I guess I'll go with Germany. Yeah, I said Germany before this, so I have to keep... It's hard to go off the scores, because... Italy went, went against Spain and Germany went against Slovakia. Yeah, I know. I'll say Italy. Okay. As I'm losing anyway, I might as well be different. Sure. <laughs> and uh, France against Iceland, Luke. Iceland. I'm going Iceland as well. well I'll go France. Cool. Cool beans. Oh, while well, we're still on the football thing. Yeah. I've got two huge issues with this year's Euros. Okay. I watched Wales versus Russia. Yeah. And you know the little score thing in the corner that has the abbreviated names and the scores? Mm-hmm. 
Well, they had it R-U-S-W-A-L. Now that, turn it the other way around, you've got walrus. As if you wouldn't have walrus up there. That's amazing. They also did it with England and Iceland and had ing ice. No, icing is a word. That's my biggest pet peeve. I've been sat there like, what the hell is that on walrus and icing? Um, that's funny. Yeah, that's my football issues. Yep. <laughs> So, um, oh, speaking of the e- e- speaking of Europe, while, while I'm thinking about it, uh, Eurovision. I saw a bunch of articles this week questioning whether uh, the UK or or whether England would be allowed in Eurovision after leaving. Oh, the EU. Come on. <laughs> yes. I don't know why that was even a question, but there was a lot of articles out there of people that were really worried about it. Were you worried about that, Fro? I was no. worried after reading it. Okay. I thought it was silly as well, but. Yeah, I've had people being worried that they're not going to be European anymore. And it's like, no, no, if, if we leave the EU, we are still in Europe. We're still. I, I saw you know, the if... funniest graphic on uh, actually Rachel Maddow, which we'll talk about a little bit later. But she was it was the day after it happened. And she had uh, she's talking about it. And, you know, they have the little graphic in the corner while they're doing the news story. It was a picture of the Earth exploding. <laughs> I was like, really? You, know, wow. you think you're blowing this a little bit out of proportion when the Earth Slightly. is exploding? <laughs> but that's what happened. Didn't you feel it? Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> so we're all a little bit more we all live in a symbiotic matrix now. So. <laughs> oh, yeah, bugger, I forgot. <laughs> Till there. Yes, bro. Uh, have you by any miracle seen the movie this week? No. <gasps> Again, I've watched movie-length documentaries, but they're not quite movies. What did you see? Yeah, that um, There was a another Orlando um, documentary that was um, had a lot more in-depth about what went on and a lot more interviews with the people that were there. Um, and that was really good, very in-depth. And Reggie Yates goes to a Texan prison and spends a week there as an actual inmate. That's really good as well on the BBC. Cool. They're both quite long. Uh, have you heard about pop star Never Stop, Never Stopping? Right, with Andy Samberg, right? Yep. Have you heard about this, uh, Tilly? No, what's this? Have you heard about um, uh, the group, what are they called again? Oh, Do you remember? Know, I... Oh, you're talking about Andy Samberg's uh, group with the I'm on a boat song. Yeah. That, uh, I don't remember. Oh, yeah. I know who you're on about. Oh. Uh, what are they called? It doesn't matter. Are they the same ones that did Jizz in Your Pants? Yes. yes. We yeah. don't need to promote their album. Just go ahead. <laughs> oh, the uh, the uh, the film came out. Uh, and Tele, you have to watch it. It sounds like I do. You are going to love it. I think Luke will hate it, and I think you will love it. Because I what's it called again? It's called Pop Star. Never stops. <laughs> never stop. Never stopping. But just yeah, I've seen the cover. The cover of it looks funny. Like the poster for it yeah. looks funny. So. And it's, I like Andy Samberg. I just don't like that that group really that much. I love that group. Oh, I do too, and I can't remember what they're called. The Lonely Island. That's it. Yeah. Well done. Thank you. <laughs> 
Google. <laughs> as far as comedy music goes, they're not my favorite. But oh. I do like Andy Samberg. I like Hot Rod. That's a fun movie. So. Yeah. But see, uh, pop star. It was really good. Oh, I seen that this week. That is uh, my movie of the week because I've seen a lot of TV. Luke. Uh, I watched uh, the Do Over on Netflix with Adam Sandler. Uh, it was terrible. So don't recommend it for anybody. Um, I mean, it was worth uh, the price I pay, the seven ninety nine I pay for Netflix. No. So I'll give it that. But it, um, I saw where the story was could have been good, but the execution was terrible. Yeah. I'll say that. Like, I feel bad for the person who wrote the script for that film. Yeah. Don't you? Like, it could have been a good it, script. But, By the way, uh, did you watch Preacher this week, Tilla? I did, but it was either that or I watched last week's one late because it was early on last week. Because it was really ago. good this week as well. I'm sure I, I have not it. seen this week's. It was on on Sunday, so it would have been, what, three days ago? Yeah. The new one. So. Yeah, I'm sure I've watched it then. Must have done. Up, My memory's up, been really crap this week. Uh, it's more. It's more about uh, 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 they explain to the priest that they came from heaven. Have yes. Yep. Yeah, definitely. Yes, I did have. That wasn't this week's. That was last week's. No, but it? it's how this week started. Yeah. Oh. The previously on was them. Saying I was going to say they explained that last week. Yeah. yeah. All right. But uh, yeah, and. Uh, uh, now uh, the pr- uh, you remember the one uh, that the preacher told uh, to change his mind the first time he finds out that the priest has this power. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Good. Yeah. That's... The guy he makes him forget the uh, girl and then right. comes back and yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Then you have seen it. <laughs> it's really good. It's getting it is, better, it's getting... better and, uh, and better actually. Uh, but we are going to hear the trailer audio for what film, uh, Luke, uh, that are from America. And say it in your best, like, American accent, please. The American accent you think is an American accent? Yeah, know? yeah. Yeah. Independence Day Resurgence. Hey, it's Star Wars Battle Wars or whatever. Right? <laughs> Yeah, where's this supposed to be? Yeah, it looks so like Star Wars. It's so nice. I thought Starship Troopers, but yeah, it's Starship Troopers. Oh. Remember how good the first one was? No, it wasn't. Your father was the bravest man. Well, I don't know. I quite enjoyed the first one, although I was. Okay, it's not the best move ever. I don't know if we need a follow-up to Independence Day, to be honest. Yeah, I don't. I don't think we needed this, especially not a futuristic look at how Earth is in the future. Yeah, with the woman as a president, of course, because. Yeah. Well, now there's been a black guy. It's going to be a woman in every other film now. Well, it's going to be a woman soon, so. They're not screaming. All through the late 90s, early 2000s, it was the black president. Now it's always the female president. It'll be a Hispanic one next. So, please explain to me how they. Destroy Earth with gravity. Yeah. Uh, you spin the Earth really fast. Our whole lives built up to this moment. <sighs> it's touchdown over the Atlantic. It looks so. 
make them pay. It looks so. I'm Fake. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. It looks so. Why do they have the guns from Star from Starship? Yeah. What's going on there? Why are we we're shooting lasers? Right. And... It looks like an, a game. It looks like a game, that's the problem. We convinced an entire generation. This oh, this is going to... Uh, oh, I know what this is. This is a documentary of what is going to happen when... ...the UK goes out of Brexit. Bro, oh, I thought it was uh, what happens yeah. when Hillary Clinton becomes president. <laughs> <laughs> when Donald Trump becomes uh. president, you mean? Yeah, not, no, I don't mean that. They'd like to get the landmines. <laughs> because that is going to be worse than this movie. <laughs> that really does look horrific. Yeah, I have zero interest in this movie. Whatsoever. Talk us uh, a little about what this movie is about, Luke. That wasn't English, but... <laughs> Was that not English? <laughs> I don't sounded like English to me. Um, as the 4th of July nears, satellite engineer David Levinson, played by Jeff Goldblum, investigates a 3,000-mile-wide mothership that is approaching Earth. Wait, what? <laughs> uh, those things aren't connected. Fortunately, 20 years later, 20 years earlier, nations across the world started to use recovered extraterrestrial technology to develop an immense defense program. So. <laughs> Please say, say that last sentence one more time. Why did I break up? No. But please say it. She's good. Fortunately, 20 years earlier, nations across the world started to use recovered extraterrestrial technology to develop an immense defense program. Immense defense. I love it. <laughs> immense defense. It's got a 5.7 on IMDb so far, 33% on Rotten Tomatoes. I found a four-star review by Alex S. on Rotten Tomatoes. And it starts like this. Fuck the critics. <laughs> I love this. <laughs> this was an entertaining science fiction uh, action blockbuster, much like the original. It was interesting flow, uh, follow up uh, showing how Earth uh, could uh, look like 20 years after an alien invasion, preparing themselves with advanced technology for another visit. One thing that I found slightly disappointing is uh, the way they... Oh, uh, they killed off uh, Will Smith's uh, character from the original. Uh, making it obvious that he may not appear in the, in the third film. <laughs> well, you could, do, you could know that by going to the IMDb page. So. Yeah. yeah. Uh, they could... Uh, they could off... Oops. They could off said... Oh, they could have said that he was busy doing something else. Oh, as the film does show that people are doing stuff uh, on other planets. They could have said that Will's character uh, is in another planet doing something while the shit is happening on Earth. It was a, a little bit lame leaving out the possibility of his return in the third film. Oh my gosh, they are already talking about the third film. Uh, but despite of that, the uh, film worked fine without him bringing back Jeff Goldblum 
Bill Pullman and a few other uh, worked, showing that it's a long time since the events of the original. It may not be grounded. It no. It may not be groundbreaking like the original, which uh, pretty much invented the look of every sci-fi summer blockbuster since, but it was a good entertainment, especially if you love sci-fi and alien stuff. See, I just I'm, when I watch this, I'm just going to pretend that Will Smith is in the pursuit of happiness while this movie's going on. <laughs> I, I have to. Like he got fired and, and he's just in a really bad place. I have to read a half a star uh, uh, review, and it's really short, and it's from Philip R. Goodness, where to start? Just plain awful in every single level. Script, acting, etc. Debolical. (laughs) That's everything in his review. (laughs) I love that. I saw his one. Uh, I uh, pinched it. I found one um, from Rotten Tomatoes by William S. Okay. Just give it half a star. Mm-hmm. And this is his words, not mine. I would have been more entertained if the giant rectum from Uranus attacked the Earth with shit balls. <laughs> Roland Emmerich <laughs> lost his filmmaking way long ago when he made that cinematic bomb Godzilla with Matthew, Matthew Broderick as an action hero. By following the formula for action movie sequel, um, Emmerich has made everything bigger, literally bigger, and that as much substance, and that's as much substance as you'll get. Two hours of picking ass lint would have been time better spent. Aww. Oh, and there was another one. Angela X said, "Vicious Chinese guy blown up by aliens can't be more typical." And Nikita L was put directly underneath. Movie is too tiresome. Why so many Chinese elements? I am a Chinese, but I don't want to see a Chinese star. I am a Chinese. I love yep. that. Yep. I am a Chinese, but I, I don't want to see Chinese stuff. <laughs> if nobody knows yet, uh, Hollywood basically just makes movies for the Chinese. So there you go. Oh, okay. They make way more m- money on their movies selling them in China than they do in America now. So it is true. Doesn't surprise me. Yes. Luke. Oh, I went to their Facebook page again. Um, I got this one from a guy named Shane Schofield, and he loved this movie. Uh, and he was offended by anybody who didn't. So <laughs> says, this movie is awesome. I hope you make another, and from there you could easily spawn some excellent video games and TV shows. The bad reviews you get are because of the president of the night, are because of, it says pot, potus, but I'm P-O-T-U-S. But <laughs> it's probably going to say potus, but yes, okay. Yes, it says, um, All your bad reviews are because the president of the United States, who happens to be female, made some really bad calls, and so the negativity is politically motivated. This movie is better than Star Wars or Star Trek ever. Gosh. He really loved it. And anybody who hated it uh, hates Hillary Clinton. That's what he said. (laughs) More or less. Yes, I, well, there, are, there so are a lot of people that hate both. That people are so divided right now in this country that even watching Independence Day, they can't write a review without putting uh, something about Hillary Clinton. So, uh, yeah, I'm not sure if uh, you want to see Independence Day, Look, uh, I kind of do. I mean, it was one of my favorite movies as like a kid. <laughs> so just for the nostalgia 
factor of it, but um, uh, yeah, I mean, I like Jeff Goldblum too. Can't really oh, yeah. go wrong with Jeff Goldblum. So, uh, no, you almost can't. Uh, he was probably better on Graham Norton's couch than he uh, would be in this because this little pants. <laughs> uh, what we will see, I guess. It, okay. I mean, it got uh, better reviews than some of the movies we've done re- recently. So, yeah. Right. What happened on his couch? Uh, well, they were, they were just being very amusing. So it was um, Jeff Goldblum and another guy that are in this, and then there was a couple of other actors on there as well promoting a different movie. But yeah, Jeff's on fire. Was he literally on fire? Not literally, not actually, <laughs> but near enough. Near enough. Graham Norton's flamey enough for everybody. It's fine. <laughs> Are you calling Graham Norton gay? He is. Well, he is a gay man. Yeah. He isn't very um, masculine and butch about it. Let's say that. Oh, I'm sure he wouldn't mind not, me saying that. <laughs> he's not masculine. So, Tilly, uh, you are doing Brain Dead this week. I am. I've written a million pages. Cool. And here is the intro song to this week's episode of Brain Dead, episode 3. Previously on Brain Dead. Remember how there was a meteor from outer space? Brain eating space bugs roam around as if they own the place. Red Wheatus is controlled by them, but Gareth, Luke, and Laurel aren't yet. Does Laurel like him? Kinda, sorta, maybe. Yes, she does. They rock the tax prom, it's the lamest prom that ever was. They scheme against each other, and they end up with some feelings they regret. Laurel sees two old friends for a while. She pretends, but Abby isn't who she used to be. Something really isn't right. She went crazy overnight. Now she's having Stacy back for tea. Ella calls for Luke's replacement. Scarlet thinks that sex is gross. Gustav starts investigating when a second head explodes. That's all the time I have because this episode's too long. So that was the song of this week's episode of uh, Brain Dead. Uh, super cool as usual. Uh, what is the episode uh, name, Luke? Uh, this week, episode three is called Goring Oxes. How you can survive the war on the government through five easy steps. Can you say that one more time? Goring Oxes, as in the type of animal. Goring okay. Oxes. How you can survive the war on government through five easy steps. Interesting. Okay. Sounds like a self-help book. Yeah, uh, it's got, it does. 3.3 uh, 3 million viewers. So, so a little bit down, but not as much as last week. So yeah, uh, I I don't know I don't know if it's uh, the humor maybe that doesn't fit with everyone. But is it? I think this is just rating? natural. After a first episode, um, you're gonna have a little bit of it going down, and then if something important happens, it'll go back up. So, but is it? This is good, just kind of natural. Is it a good rating? Uh, it's all right for, uh, like, network television. So, okay. Yeah. See, ratings confuse me now, because most people aren't watching things through things yeah. that are being rated. That's why we go by noticed. the millions of viewers, and we don't, yeah. I don't say, like, the Nielsen uh, number, because the Nielsen number means nothing. Yeah, yeah. Right, so, 
we start on a big bunch of flowers for Ella, which is the blonde Democrat. They say they're from Luke, so she calls him and Scarlet's on hand instantly to remind, well, tell him that they were from her. Um, Ella's ill, so she's not bothering going into work today, she tells Luke on the phone. She sat in her house, chilling out, watching um, some kind of political news talk show. I don't know what those kind of shows are called, guys. Um, uh, yeah, it's uh, like a um, – I wrote this down, actually. It's like a panel panel show. Yeah, because they've yeah. got some people in the studio, some people are on live feeds and things, and there's a guy via a live feed that starts getting really het up and can't can't get his words out, can't get his point across. Everybody starts arguing, as often happens on these things, and that guy's head explodes. Right, and this is the Rachel Maddow clone again. Yeah. yeah. Um, we see Ella has fallen asleep watching this, and lo and behold, people fall asleep, especially if they're in power. She's got <clears> ants <throat> crawling up into her ear hole. Mm. So we cut to Laurel. She's doing a voiceover for a documentary and Scarlet barges in saying that um, the FBI guy's there, the same one that was there in the last episode. And she checks her breath. So right here, we, I, we're we definitely getting a the kind of love triangle happening with Laurel and the FBI agent and um, Gareth. Right. Definitely. So, yeah, they come in. It's that guy and another guy, an older, bigger, bolder guy come in and start asking her about Dr. Dodier's head exploding um, and they sort of let it slip that there's been another incident which is the one we've just seen on uh, Doublespeak. It was Red Wheatus's man who's a monk man. Right, but nobody else saw it because the TV, the news station cut, right? Yeah, so they got their eight second delay. Yeah. yeah. Um, she gets told that it's Red Wheatus's man, which in her head is Gareth and legs it over to Gareth's um, office yeah why didn't you just ask the name that's tv logic for you though. yeah or, or just ring him or something like you know right but yeah so she oh there we go yeah because red's on i the guess phone. what we find out in this episode is the the office they have is just downstairs so it's really not like that far yeah yes but yeah so she's legged it down and um you see red's on the phone getting the news uh Luke calls, have I skipped a bit? Feels like I've skipped a bit, but I haven't. No. Um, Luke calls Laurel, Laurel, saying that there's lots of constituents at the office and that um, she needs to get there. And that he's been told that, um, what's his name dying, was a stroke. Uh, uh, the guy on the TV show, right? Yeah, his head whose head explodes. It's It's being put out there that it's a stroke, not, oh my God, his head exploded. Stroke. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I think it would get out there. I mean, with all the people that were watching uh, in the TV station and everything, but yeah, considering it's you know been reported that the other guy had an exploding head. Ooh, oh, someone's the other guy had an exploded head. Oh, it's because I've, I've been talking too much now. Aww. But yeah, so Luke's on the phone to Laurel, um, saying you know get back here. I need your help. And he spots Ella, who said that she was sick and not coming in today, and just had bugs going in her ears um he pulls her up and says i thought you were sick expected her not to be there and um she responds with i got better very <laughs> frankly very i'm better now um she marches into the conference room whistles really loudly and sort of gets everybody to shut up and sit down very very quickly very organized very 
you know, kick it off. Um, Luke steps up, starts his speech, being all like, oh, you'll have to teach me how to get him to listen to me like that. And as soon as he starts, pretty much, she's jumping in and arguing and things. Um, right. And they had a kind of, uh, when they talked earlier on the phone, they kind of agreed that they were going to work together a little bit. But now she's yeah. just straight up attacking him. So she's kind of switched uh, foot a little bit. Well, entirely now. She's right. And she, sort of... she, she's got the makeup on and everything. She's all made up just like uh, the other women who we've seen get the bugs in their ears. So. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, so she says again, like she wants to take over his whip and she'd be better and he's rubbish. Then we go back to Laurel, who sat with her constituents. And there's, there's quite a few waiting. We meet Dr. Bob Bob, which we already know is Gustav. <laughs> but he's, he's telling Laurel his name's Bob Bob. It's like and, the worst um, fake name of all time. Yeah. Oh, it's brilliant. Bob, Bob. I love it. It's like, yeah, I'm just, just, just Bob Bob. It's normal, My name's like everybody. The G- only worst one is James Dean. It's like, re- really? Your name's James Dean? No. <laughs> well, he could have been Jim Bob. But yeah, he, he I find it really odd that she didn't freak out a bit that he had her name and email address and it's a personal email address because when he gets into the office he he starts he checks obviously we know it's because it's through the website but oh right okay yeah yeah she doesn't get tripped out but yeah she sort of asks what how they can help and things and opens up her laptop and her documentary music starts playing so it's all the is it malaysian choirs polynesian choirs I thought it was, yeah, Malaysian uh, Children's Choir. Yeah. yeah. I've, I've called them Docu Choirs. <laughs> so her Docu Choirs <laughs> starts playing. The Docu Choirs. Yeah. That's funny. Uh, Dr. Bob Bob recognises what it is and says, like, not many people listen to it. I don't even listen to it. And I listen to everything. <laughs> uh, Laurel sort of carries it on a bit, realising he's a bit, little bit mental, and asks what the government can do to help him. And he asks for it to be a bit smaller. That's his. Uh, his I thought it was hilarious. He comes in, like waits in the waiting room for all this time, and comes in and just says, "Can you make the government um smaller?" Yeah, it's a bit bit big, don't you think? She's <laughs> like, just... "Is that it?" He's like, "Yep, that's it. Thanks." Walks <laughs> out. <laughs> and we go to Red having an office meeting with um, where he appoints Gareth as new chief of staff because it was his chief of staff whose head just exploded. Um, and he gets the call about Ella challenging Luke. Red starts asking all of his staff, I guess, who they want. Do they want Luke? Do they want Ella? The girl says Luke. Gareth comes in with Ella and they have a big discussion, decide that Ella is the better one. Um, but they're going to publicly back Luke because obviously with them being Republicans, it works in their favour for them to back the opposite one that they're going to... Um, Right. As soon as the other Democrats see him backing Luke, they're going to go with Ella. Right. Yeah. Um, So we cut to Luke in his office watching um, the statement on the news for, you know, them endorsing him all of a sudden. Yeah. Yeah. And he knows what's going on. He can tell he's not an idiot. Um, But during all this, Scarlet's picked cherry blossoms and put them in Luke's office, Um, which I don't know if this is another thing as well i think we're going to see more and more cherry blossoms through this uh but, I mean, um, that, and i think it was last episode uh when we first meet gustav we see an ant on a cherry blossom 
and this is kind of, it's going to be a running thing. Yeah. Uh, but there also are just a lot of cherry blossom trees in uh, Washington D.C. It's kind of a thing, yeah. uh, huh. and it during the I guess it would be during the spring or they all bloom and it's like yeah so, yeah oh but yeah so she's she picked them and put them in Luke's office and he sends her off to go and check where he's standing with the votes and things at the minute. Uh, Laurel's there having a chat and they talk about what Red's doing and she asks what he wants her to do and all he really does is tell her to get rid of the flowers <laughs> no, no real political help just just get rid of the flowers so she goes off to do that and Scarlet catches her sees her asks where she's going with that with them and that she cut them specially for Luke Laurel lets her know that she doesn't want them and uh, Scarlet moves closer to her and so it gets a bit menacing says, you never liked me did you and Laurel doesn't think she has an opinion but Scarlet tells her that she's outnumbered. Laurel asks by who, and Scarlet just corrects her, and whom, and then tells her by the people you're outnumbered by. Mm. <laughs> ridiculous. Yeah, you're outnumbered. <laughs> who by? By the people you're outnumbered by. <laughs> um, Laurel walks off outside and throws the flowers away. And there's a voice behind her telling her not to turn round. So she turns straight round and sees Dr. Bob, 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 Bob Gustav. Um, he finally, you know. And he goes, I said not, don't turn around. Yeah. <laughs> like, Dr. Is Bob, Bob, Bob. Yeah, like, almost like she didn't listen. <laughs> yeah. I just hmm. love that because that's like in any like action movie you'd see. They'd yeah. be like, don't turn don't around. Turn around. And yeah. they don't. But in real life, you would be like, what? Yeah. <laughs> and instantly turn around. around. Yeah. So, yeah, he lets her know that he's uh, not really called Dr. Bob Bob. He's called Gustav. And um, he needs to know if he can trust her. Um, Because it was his video that she watched and his website thing that she's sent her email address to. Um, He gets out a sort of jiffy bag that's reflective and makes her put a phone in it. Because the NSA can hear your phone from, what is it, 50 metres or something? Yeah, they, use can, like they a, can use your phone to pick up sounds for 50 meters, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, he tells her that bugs are eating people's brains and that it's screw worms or a subspecies of screw worms. It burrows through the skull and sends brain matter out of the ear. Sort of as they burrow through, they sort of chuck it out of the hole that they came from right. kind of thing. Which it I affects, don't know how he knows that because do, he doesn't know anything about uh the people losing their brains yet but i guess that's just part of his well he's so. yeah he's looked into them and they've, they've all been killed out they've all been eradicated but is right. these are things that have happened in the past with these bugs but yeah, they, yeah yeah it affects uh your moods your emotions your personality and things like that and people lose big portions of their memory the only way to get through to them if they've got one of these in their head is to try and get them to mem to remember things like go back into memories and stuff like that that only they would know. She asks, uh, Laurel asks Gustav about the exploding heads and sort of what what could be causing that. And um, Gustav lets her know that it's probably from bug farts. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So uh, the bugs are in there eating away and creating lots of methane and all of a sudden just boom, gone. But as he's explaining this, Gustav notices um, two guys in suits standing sort of near a wall just sharing a candy bar and points out that it's 
it's not normal. It's one of those rehearsed normal things that people that would be surveying. Undercover. Yeah. Yeah. If you've got people on surveillance, that's the kind of thing that they do to try and make themselves look normal. Rehearsed normal behavior. Right. Yeah. And she just thinks that, you know, Gustav's a bit crazy. So she's sort of, she's had enough of it and he gives her a card. Which I don't know if either of you noticed that his card is an old dentist card that he scribbled right. out and written his stuff on. Really? But, it's, yeah. just a, it's just a, like a card he got from a dentist's office or something. He just scribbled out the other stuff and wrote his name and his number on the <laughs> piece of paper. I didn't yeah. recognize that. That's interesting. Big picture with a tooth on it. Oh, funny. Yeah, so it's it's you and the chocolate dog. Yes. Yeah. It <laughs> totally is. Right. I even rewatched it and forgot to look for the chocolate dog. <laughs> anyway, um, she goes back into the office and uh, stands near a trash can and is just about to throw it away. But she hears that song again and follows it into Ella's office where she sees Scarlett and Ella talking. Which... Right, it's called, uh, what, what's, it, what's the name of the song? I can't remember. It's by the cars, though. Yeah. 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 And goes blink, 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 a lot. There, um, Laurel is in her office searching screw worms on her computer when her dad barges into her to tell her off for um, dating Gareth, essentially, because they've been caught at the tax prom being together. <gasps> oh, no, no, he can't do that because he's now chief of staff and sort of tells her off and... She says, how, how dare you be dating the other side? Yeah, she sort of she starts blaming it on Luke and then goes, actually no, no, it's my my idea. Picks up the phone and rings Gareth to invite him on a date, which your dad doesn't believe until it's very obvious that um it's happening. So uh, what Gareth we get in, here is that Washington D.C. is high school. Yeah. yeah. Yes, it's high school, and even when you're however old she is, your dad's gonna come and tell you who you can and can't date. <laughs> But yeah, she's not having any of it. She's digging her heels in and, you know, rings up, gets herself a uh, little date with Gareth to awake of the guy whose head's just exploded. Mm-hmm. Sounds like it'd be... Uh... The best date ever. Yeah, that, just <laughs> lovely. You want to um, go to a fu- funeral with me? Yeah, that's the best pickup line ever. Yeah, whoop, whoop. I've put, they passively, aggressively argue... Then her and her dad until Luke interrupts shouted at the TV because Ella, the uh, woman that we know, the latest one to have bugs in her brain, uh, is on TV saying that the Healy's have a history of womanizing mm-hmm. and sort of trying to discredit Luke and his dad, essentially. Uh, so Luke and his dad are stood trying to figure out how they can get Ella back, how they can, you know, throw more mud at her than she's just thrown at them. And they realise, well, Luke realises that she was crying on his shoulder at some conference in France saying that she'd had to have a a pet dog put to sleep and that she was in bits about it. So they figure out how to spin it and make her look bad, which Laurel's really not impressed with. But she kind of has to go along with it because that's what she does now. Mm -hmm. Right, because of the money. It all comes back to her having to pay off her debts. Yeah, Yeah, and wanting to do a uh, documentary. So the boys are asking her if she knows anybody at roll call and um Oh yeah, no. Luke is about to ask Scarlett to leak the um story. Right. He calls Scarlett in and Laurel jumps in, stops it, 
and says like no Luke I need to talk to you first gets Scarlet to leave and shuts the door and she lets Luke know that um you know she's been seen seen with Scarlet with Ella right Scarlet uh, yeah. and Ella Scarlet's been seen with Ella yeah. yeah and Scarlet's still outside lip reading as they decide what to do both about her and about this story which can't be a great thing and yeah we um the boys ask who they know at roll call as well and sort of look at Laurel because she's got her friend who was the woman that they had she, she went and met um, she's a reporter she met at the tax prom yeah her, her name i got it it's uh stacy stacy yeah yeah um so yeah we know this straight away from the next scene so we cut to a tv guy mocking the republicans and laurel sat at a bar meeting stacy all right i think this guy is supposed to be bill maher on the tv i think it's a bill maher lookalike right okay yeah but yeah is that what so you means- got bro from him uh yeah he 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 was that kind of uh, uh what to, what can i call him old that, white guy yeah make, <laughs> making jokes about politics yeah, yeah. He's that. yeah bad jokes as well no but yeah so i'll put um that stacy was the woman that we saw bugged last episode mm-hmm. um laurel wants her to write about ella's dog and all that crap um and she offers to get Stacy a drink, but Stacy doesn't want a drink. She just wants a is it a soda and lime or something? Right. I thought Laurel she was gonna finds... order the wheatgrass, but maybe that was too obvious. <laughs> yeah. But Laurel does say she's never ever seen her drinking anything like that. Like right. what the hell? And she was always very party kind and of. She's thing. talking a lot about Finland for some reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Getting very very irate about the fact that the Republicans might win as well. And she has a go at Laurel about Abby, because Laurel starts saying, like, that's it's weird that you're not drinking. And she instantly jumps on her and says, like, don't do that. You, you did that to Abby. You, you know, which is there with a friend that was bugged. Mm. Um, and, yeah, Laurel notices that Stacey's a bit weird and tries to get Stacey to remember a guy that she dated at college. First guy she ever dated that broke her heart. And you can see Stacey really... You know, she's she's thinking of it. She can remember it, but she's mm. trying to distract away from it. And then her ear starts bleeding. And oh. she just goes straight, bleeding out of her ear hole. And she turns around and says, oh, no, 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 I got my ear pissed. It's just really infected. It seemed like um, a little like her brain was overheating. She couldn't, like, handle it. And so yeah. it started to leak. Yeah, that's what it kind of seemed like happened. It's really disgusting. Disgusting. Right, it it's is. not blood. It's like a uh, ear, brain, like fluid. brain goo. Yeah. 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 But yeah. Gross. Uh, so, Stacy runs away, and Laurel calls Gustav because you know, kind of the only person that really makes any sense. They <clears> meet up in a hospital, and she bags her phone again so they can talk about things, and they talk about Stacy and what's going on. Gustav points out some spies that are texting by an elevator. Again, the same as the candy bar guys, sort of mm-hmm. standing around doing normal things abnormally. Um, she asks him about the song, and he hasn't got a clue, which sort of confuses her a bit because he's known everything so far. He's got oh, a theory for everything. Sorry. Whoa. Oh, no. What was that? Are you all right? I just uh, spilled uh, uh, soda all over my table. Oh my oh gosh! No. 
What is Your it with me? coordination is all off while we're doing this podcast for some reason. What is it with me today? I don't know. <sighs> the name of that song is uh, You Might Think by The Cars, by the way. That's it. Yeah. Well done. Sorry. Right, so Gustav has no idea about that song. Um, but Laurel takes him to meet... Is this Dr. Dodier's daughter? The cat scan lady. Uh, this is the lady that met up with Laurel um, about the cat scans earlier. Yeah, I'm and sure. So she 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 takes her to her because she says uh, this is another person that is going to believe you, basically. Yeah, yeah. So I'm sure this cat scan woman was Dodier's daughter. Oh, I don't know. I'm I'm almost certain. I guess but that yeah, makes they, sense. Yeah. That's why she's sort of more interesting because it happened to her dad than she was doing the cat scan while the guy's I head think was I had thought she was the lady who did the cat scans for the guy's head who uh, blew up she did when Gustav was okay yeah so it yeah. all it's all connected yeah. yeah um so yeah so she's meeting Gustav and sort of getting to know him a bit and he's very very strange um, he, he says <laughs> he says in the background he's like I was here for a marijuana research study once it didn't, it didn't go, go well. well. <laughs> <laughs> That's, it just leaves it there. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it turns out that Gustav knows loads and loads about cat scans. And it seems he knows loads about everything other than this song. Because um, he directs the woman to a certain part of the brain. And they see the, a mandible of one of these ants that's been crawling around. Mm. Uh, we cut to Red and Gareth. The um, Republican guys. Uh, Gallus is trying to convince Red to reopen the government and do grassroots things. And um, I put, Red wants to be horrible to ducks and get them in line. Right. <laughs> <laughs> he says he wants to hold knives to ducks' throats. Right. Yeah. yeah. It'll, it'll make the ducks line up. He's like, we need to get the ducks in line. And then says that even if it's by machete to the throat, he'll get the ducks in line. Mm. Right, basically so, he wants to like create his own grassroots that he can control. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So yeah, then we cut to Gareth at the wake. He's just about to leave. He's sort of sitting there listening to the guy doing eulogies and doesn't seem all that impressed. Finishes a drink, gets up and um, sees Laurel. Laurel mentions about the roll call, well, needing a journalist to talk to and he points out um a roll call columnist which works out perfectly for her uh perfectly timed as well his red's called to gareth because pretty much as soon as laurel walks off from him his phone rings yeah um, right one reason this is the guy was a uh, pundit for like a news station so probably all the people that are at his wake are journalists and stuff so that's probably why they're there yeah that makes sense Yep. But yeah, Red calls Gareth and says yes to the um, grassroots project. And then Gareth and Laurel are discussing the tax prom and being seen. And he holds her hand and they keep talking. And he, he says, you know, she says that's not enough. And um, he sort of makes a hint about kissing and she says that she isn't drunk enough. And then again, perfectly timed, the drinks just arrive. And they... Uh, neck their drinks and have a kiss and Laurel runs away he stops her but um, he says 
pretty much a whole load of crap that doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Yes. And I completely agree with him when she just says that she can't figure out his algebraic psychology and just walks <laughs> off. Because he's like, no, yeah, that, that didn't yeah. mean anything. That was a joke. That was, But if you leave now, it will mean something. But, uh, oh, gosh, shut up. So I'm down with Laurel for leaving on that note. Mm. <laughs> yeah, he was not making a whole lot of sense. But no. in that situation, guys, don't usually make a whole lot of sense. Yeah, right? no, it is awkward. Yeah. You know, have a bit of a kiss and the girl runs away. You kind of, there's not really a good thing to yeah, say. What do you, don't, yeah. what, we were just, weren't we gonna, what? <laughs> but so we're with Cat Scan Lady, who's on the phone to Gustav saying that she's spoken to a chief resident and they still think it's an artifact, not a mandible that they've seen in this brain scan. Gust, Gustav says that they won't believe it until they have a specimen and starts laying down bug traps and... I think he's got, like, duct tape sticky side up on the floor as well to try and catch them. Obviously, I've got really small screens, oh, so it's a bit hard to tell. I didn't yeah, know was, that. There was oh, loads of when they, they do the overhead shot, that's just showing that there are traps all over the floor. Oh, right. Are they all yeah, traps so he's, Yeah, all those things okay. were traps, yeah. It's just that, right. like, he it shows him putting one down, and then they do a wide shot above the apartment, um, and it shows traps all over the place. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, so there's that, and then he's getting the big party cups that you play beer pong with, and taping those over his ears, <laughs> and <laughs> yeah. Yeah, party cup earmuffs. They uh, they look very sexy, to be fair. <laughs> <laughs> I am very impressed. Uh, I've not put there that he's listening to the song. Oh, yeah, but he turns before he puts the cups on. Yeah, he turns the song on. Yeah, right. Okay, I just didn't. So basically, he's trying to entice the bugs in at this point. We realize he's got the uh, ant traps or uh, whatever, and he's got the music going. He opens the windows and he's got uh, the cups on to keep them out of his ears. Yeah, so he can try and catch them. Then we cut to TV news, and it's a story about Ella killing her dog, the one that Laurel needed to try and get put through so it's worked luke and laurel are watching it in the office when ella comes walking in so she knew they were going to do that and um you know she's one step ahead of them and for them to watch the news which is um rather basically threatening yeah, yeah she's sort of saying i knew you were going to screw me over um yeah so she was prepared for this Luke thinks she's bluffing, but Luke's an absolute bloody idiot. Because <laughs> <laughs> all of a sudden, Luke and Scarlet's affair is all over the news. Luke and Red are watching, um, as is Luke's wife. And somehow Luke must live, like, really close to work. Because he was watching this same news report and all of a sudden was in his house where his wife was watching it. I oh, figured that right. must have been, yeah. yeah. Either that or it's been on, on TV for a really long time, but... Maybe, but that looked like the first time she'd seen it. Right. Because she sort of looked at it and was like, oh, no, oh, no. And then he came back and she was like, no, 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 no. Like, get out. Calls him disgusting, calls him bastard and stuff, but he doesn't get out. He drops to his knees. And, and kisses... she's pregnant, right? Yeah, so he that kisses makes the it even pregnant that belly. Right. And I'm quite surprised. I think if I was her, I would have kneed him in the face. But, yeah, especially whilst pregnant. Yeah, gross. <laughs> so, yeah, we come out of that. We'll leave them to it. Uh, Gustav's still listening to the song with the things on his ears, and there's ants on him trying to get past the cups. 
Right, it he's, has... like, he's like falling asleep at this point. Yeah. I don't know whether it's the bugs running on his face or him hearing one of the bug traps making a noise. But he mm. jumps up and sees the bug trap shaping, grabs it, sticks it in a bag, seals it up and legs it off. Um, but now the ants, after he leaves, the ants start making their way towards his pussycat. Mm. He's got his little pet <laughs> pussycat sat in his mm-hmm. bed and you see all the ants coming across the sofa to it. Oh, no. Oh, oh, I don't like cats. this. So now we're back in the office with Luke and Laurel. Luke's sad about his love life and being all like, oh, I hate it when women cry. And she's like, well, stop making them cry, you dick. (laughs) He he has a go at her and sort of says, like, pretty much come down off your high horse. There's always Mm. a reason for these kind of things happening, which, you know, there's not really. Um, No. I don't have much sympathy about this because, oh, Oh. you screwed your own life up. Oh, dear, get out. Yeah. Um, So he... She sort of changes the subject and says, like, what about work? Is there anything I can help with? Because obviously she can't really help in that sense. And uh, she offers to help him with the females because he's not going to be doing very well with the female votes. (laughs) She goes off to uh, whatever room in this massive building it is that she's going to, to be greeted by Ella and a room full of stern older ladies is how I uh, described them. Mm. These are obviously like the female Democrat, Democratic senators or congresswomen or whatever. So, yeah, Rocket. yeah, they're they're important looking ladies. Um, Red and Gareth are now trying to figure out the whole grassroots plan, and Red decides not to compromise and that they'll create and control a grassroots organization, and he calls it astroturfing. Instead right, of which is a real term. Yeah, if you look it up, I. Uh, I looked it up um, online, and it actually is something that is really done in uh, in real politics. Oh, really? Yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. All right, so they're going to do astroturfing. So you say astroturfing to me, I just think all weathers football pitch that my scummy neighbor used to right. go and lay for a job. <laughs> if you look up, the definition says masking a message to make it seem like it came from the grassroots. Yeah. Right, okay. It makes sense. So now, Gustav and C-Scan Lady are um, unpacking the bug trap. And Well, I say Gustav and her. She's trying to do it, he keeps trying to help, and he's just getting in the way and doing a head in. But <laughs> she's, you know, she works in the medical profession, she can, she can do yeah. it. <laughs> just sit down and shut she's up. She's so in the way, it's so funny. Bless him. But yeah, it turns out that they didn't catch one of these little ant brain-eating things it was just a cockroach so he legs it home realizing that they're still in his apartment mm-hmm. we could so it must be the end of laurel's meeting because all of the older ladies are uh, coming out of the room and yep. uh, laurel's on the phone say, to luke saying that it went well and she notices two suited guys sharing a candy bar again <laughs> yeah standing next to a fence again yeah, yeah. sort of right next to her and at about this moment, she's confronted by the FBI. Is this, are these the same FBI guys? Uh, uh, the one, is it the same the, one. One, yeah, the one big bald yeah. guy is. Yeah, the not other the one she though. fancies. The other one. Um. So yeah, he comes up and says they want to ask you some questions, and just takes her phone off her, and grabs her arm and sort of drags her off. Uh, Laurel's now in a interrogation room, and man comes in, drops a file off, leaves. 
another man comes in and asks her about CHIs. Oh, you didn't really... notice this? The file didn't have anything in it. Didn't it? No. <laughs> the, it was a nothing. guy walks in. He I drops off a file folder. See. She opens it. There's nothing in the file for, folder. I mean, nothing at and all. And then the other guy comes in. It, I think it was like a, a mind game. Yeah. Uh, well, he starts asking about CHIs. Um, but she, at first, I think she's trying to be uh, deceptive, but she didn't know that they're called that because none of us have really heard, heard that before. I can't because remember what it stands up, for. Probably, but yeah. Is it combusting head incidences? Uh, catastrophic head injury. Head injury. There the we go. Said. Yeah. Yeah. So she didn't know what they were on about at first and then sort of realizes. Um, he asked her why she left her office when she heard of the um, exploding head guy chief of staff from the TV show earlier. Um, but before she can answer, a woman walks in and gives the man a file. that Maybe this one's got some stuff in it. I don't yes. know. Um, she has to leave and he won't let her. He says, like, they've just got a few more questions. Um, he asks about Gustav. Well, keeps asking about the... Um, African-American American man that she met. Um, but before she says anything, Anthony walks in and asks her to sit back down. The first FBI guy, that's actually the second one, the big, round, bold one, um, is asking about Gustav again. And we cut to both FBI guys leaving. Luke turns up as these FBI guys are leaving and sort of stops them and frees Laurel, sort of, you know, doing his, do you know who I am kind of thing, like, I'm in charge of your budget, you can't be keeping her, she's only a witness. Gets her out of there, they're in the car together, and um, whilst in the car, Anthony from the FBI calls Laurel, and she sort of looks like, oh my god, look who's calling me, that's ridiculous, ignores it, and Luke tells her that it was Anthony that called her to say, that you know she's that in trouble she and there. Yeah. yeah needs a bit of help um oh and also ella is backing down now so whatever laurel said to the ladies must have helped i put yay laurel on that <laughs> and then last but not least we uh cut to gustav searching his apartment for bugs he's looking everywhere with this weird sort of detector thing it's a bit like a doctor's stethoscope, but yeah. it's got like a radar thing, <laughs> the listening bit. Um, but yeah, there, he's looking everywhere and he realises that the bugs are in his cat. <gasps> and we end on that. He, he just kind of looks at his cat and goes, damn. Yeah. <laughs> and then and then it cuts, yeah. But yeah. It, we got some good cliffhangers at the end of this episode. We've got... Um, this cat where are we going to go with this cat thing yeah and then also uh oh the cat's going in the cat scan are are, uh-huh. do, are the fbi going to uh-huh. find out about gustav is probably the most interesting thing right now so uh, the yeah cat the... the cat scan uh-huh. yeah you know they're going to put the cat in the cat scan no <laughs> right it's it's the only possible option right and now it, and it explodes <laughs> oh no oh no i don't want that to happen cats brains are different to human ones that's a point. Cats don't really have. Thanks for recapping that, Tele. You're welcome. I um, don't know if I've got much breath left now. 
Uh, next week you're going to recap something else. <laughs> yeah, I might have uh, watched it already, but didn't take notes. Then I'm going to watch it again and take notes. Have you watched it already? Good. Yep. Good. Did you? I have, it? and I, th- I think I've sort of figured bits of it out. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, Slightly. watching it twice is probably important, but yeah. yeah. Have you watched it, well, Luke? No, I, I have no. I've got it. Have we got? I've got it, but I haven't watched it yet. Have we got half an episode each? No, no, there are 22 minute episodes. Yeah. Oh, because mine, it was only like 15 minutes and then cut out. There was no ending or anything. I thought you just sent us like half an episode. No, huh. it's still whole. Oh, OK. Well, I've still got another week anyway. Later. We can. Yeah, we can sort that at a different time. Yeah. Uh, they are talking about Hotel Cesar, by the way. We are. And, uh, and I'd, I can't. nothing about a hotel in it. <laughs> huh? Where was the hotel? They are in the hotel. Every... They bloody are not. That is not a hotel. Well, <laughs> and I can't wait to hear you pronounce the actor's name in the intro. Both of you. Oh, really? We're going to say their names? Of course. There's have... one really, really, really hard one. She's got I like know. four names. I know. I know. <sighs> <laughs> that's the point of the thing we're doing also next week we're going to talk uh hey luke we're going to stump you next week yep what is this uh basically the same thing we're doing with you except we're gonna do movies so i'm uh you two are gonna go against each other and we're gonna do the top uh 250 movies on imdb and we'll do the first 50. We'll do five rounds, just like we did last time. So. Uh, how many of them have you seen? Have you counted? I have not looked at all yet. So Okay, cool. Uh, we are also going to talk about the Purge election year. I really like the first Purge movie. The second one was shit. I, uh, see, I didn't see the second. Uh, oh, I didn't even know there was a second one. Oh, yeah. I thought this was... Oh, okay. No, this is the third Right. Uh, but I, I've seen the trailer for this, and it looks more interesting than than the last one. And, uh, yes, like you heard, Luke and Tilly are going to review one <laughs> episode of Hotel Caesar each. And uh, we are going to talk about Brain Dead, episode four. Uh, do you have anything you want to plug, uh, Tilly? Um, no, I've just... If people want to do a uh, bit of a search on Facebook for another digital citizen and weigh in on what they think on things, unless it's being a racist bigot. Yes. We don't want any of that. Please don't <laughs> that, because we're not. No, just love and peace, please. Love, peace, unity, and ideas on how we can be loving, peaceful, and united. That's what we need. Yes. Uh, do you have anything you want to plug, uh, Luke? Uh, besides uh, Little Handfuls Organic? Dot com? No. Maybe you want to plug audibletrial.com uh, slash another digital citizen? Oh, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Because well, Actually, that I read a book this week. I started a, um, a book about wrestling, actually. Really? For anybody who's any wrestling fans that are listening. Uh, it's a uh, hardcore history, extremely uncensored story of ECW. Oh. Yep. And mm. I got it for free on Audible. So, yeah. Oh. I just remembered something that I didn't mention that I should have mentioned earlier. What? 
on the BBC right now on the iPlayer thingy, they've got um I can't remember what his name is, but he's a Radio One DJ and he's meeting all of the WWE superstars. Oh. That's worth a watch. Because it's like it's Finn Balor, Enzo and Cass, um, Roman Reigns, I don't know, and you know just a whole Uh-oh. bunch of people. <laughs> but yeah, Enzo like and Cass it. are very Roman Reigns. Oh no! They turned it into a, a story on Raw. I'm not sure if I like that, to be honest. I kind of like that they've acknowledged it. I, I like you that. Know, the, but the, having the, Seth out there just being like, wow, I'm not supposed to talk about it. I'm going to talk about it. Yeah, but I, I don't like that they are using it in a storyline. I'm against No. It. But, uh, but they're, they're trying. At least the WWE are trying to mm. do something about it, unlike the whole Rusev Lana thing. <laughs> oh, no, the photo leaked of them being engaged. Uh, oh, and now he's my fiancé on here. Well, yeah, I think what? that's her punishment. She just has to every time come out and point it out. Yeah. yeah. It's basically saying, oh, you wanted everybody to know? All right, we're going to make a storyline where every, like, your character has to say it every time you come out. Yeah. And you're going to hate it. I was a little it. disappointed that they didn't yeah. bring back uh, uh, um, a manager this week. We had uh, Kane. Oh, a new one? Yeah. yeah. I don't think we're getting Vicky. I don't think it's happening. <gasps> we have to I, get Vicky. I just this think is she what this is all probably does. I, I bet they tried to get her and she just didn't want to do it. So. Yeah. Oh no! The, if oh, we were going to get Vicky Guerrero again. If we were going to get Vicky, it would have been this week, don't you think, yeah, bro? Yeah, I think so yeah. as well. I suppose. Yeah. When's the draft? Uh, uh two weeks. Two weeks. Three, weeks? Three weeks. Yeah. She's still got time to turn up. Maybe. I'm. I want to hold out hope for this because I just have to hear. Just once. Oh, Just well, one more. Oh, remember when she was good. Uh, yes. So that's uh, we're going to talk about news of the week, of course, next week, and yeah. So uh, please listen to us next week. Uh, that's everything. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, everybody. Bye, everybody. Goodbye, citizen.